<laughs> and then she said, could I please take the cone off? It itches. And I said, no, you dirty bastard, drive! I never said that. I did. Twice. Hey, how you do- how are you- how are you- how are you doing? Welcome to Big Damn Cast. I am Big Damn Chris. I may or may not be Big Damn Matt. Um, we didn't rehearse that intro, but I'm surprised we've not done in 14 weeks. Why have we not come to the conclusion of saying, I'm Big Damn me, you're Big Damn you. Um, Welcome to our kitchen. Because we're trying to maintain positive body images. And I just don't need that kind of criticism, Chris! What if I put a Y in the dam? Then it's kind of sassy. It's like we're... Big Damn! Big Damn! Or Big Damn. Big Dame. There's Big nothing dame. like a dame! <laughs> and I'm nothing like a dame. No. <laughs> Hey! Oh! Oh! Hey! Oh! Um. So uh, now that we've uh, won over all of the hip young kids who will if definitely you're still get listening. those references, welcome to another week of absolute bollocks nonsense. Nerd McMahon, uh, roughly translated from Mandalorian. Uh, nerdy news, geeky gossip, shit that doesn't really matter. But we're all going to die one day. Um, Literally, we've got a light news week. But my it's god, a light week. But my god, that's just the amount of items. The weight of these items. <laughs> this. When you, when you let them rest in your hand and yeah. cup them, it's a very pleasing weight, mm, mm. nicely distribu- distributed. Yeah, it sort of it covers the surface of your palm and fingers, but oozes just ever so yeah. slightly off of the edge. There's not, there's not really any drippage, but there's definitely a little sort of mm, to mm. them, Mm-mm-mm. a little sort of not Mm-mm. quite mm, moisture, but almost. Like a yeah. bag of spuds that's flooded. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. bag of old spuds. Old, wrinkled spuds. Bit spongy. But enough on Donald Trump. Hey! hey! Oh! Oh! Ah! Oh! <laughs> no, but seriously, more on him in a bit. Um, so, first up, what's on the menu of mmm today? Well... Mr. Chef. Well, 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 well. Little Chef. Some video finally came out of uh, Superman. <laughs> of the new Superman. What, what, what remix? Coming in Supergirl. Oh, God. What? Good things come in bears. Oh! No, um, so... <laughs> I love how some outlets love it with tri- withdrew that story. Oh, they don't realise it's false. But yeah, we've got footage of Tyler... Hunklin. Hunklin? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Let's, call, too let's many... call him Hunklin. It has too many vowels together. Let's call him Hunklin. Dude is like... Sort of, he's like He's like He's like John Hamm Light. He's very charming. He's like pocket John Ham. He's a very attractive man. You could, you could. It's like if you took John Ham. We can't have John Ham, but we can mass produce John Hams that look roughly like John Ham. Dave Pork. Yeah, <laughs> Dave Pork. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Um, so... <laughs> oh god. <sighs> um. So. There was a slight, there was a slight, welcome oh. to the circus of value about that laugh then. <laughs> Just blame Tom Beef. Oh, oh I've got beef with you, son. Oh. Thomas Beef. Um, oh, hunky God. Superman, telly Superman, with thighs so delicious, I want to make them into a sandwich. Uh, and he's got heels Melissa Wenwise can lie between them. <laughs> and I will, and his legs can be the bread. And I can't like, pronounce anyone's name in that show. Is it Melissa Benwise? Is it Melissa Benwas? Suppy Arguile. <laughs> Supergile? Supergoyle. Oh my God, Supergirl. I gotta call my doctor. I gotta call my lawyer. Ah, screw my lawyer. 
I'm gonna call Tyler Hunky Fizer's legs. Um, wrap him around my face. How did we get to Independence Day from that? Um, okay. So, episode one of Supergirl season two, yeah. which is uh, October 10th on the CW in the States. She's making a CW debut. Uh, and the opener, I think it's the opening two-parter, isn't it? Has Superman. Yes. Uh, as a supporting character. And the, these, these, these trailers and clips are making it quite apparent that he is not the main attraction. He's your guest star for the yeah, season opener, yeah. which is pretty cool because obviously everyone's going, is it going to become the Superman show? Uh, no, it's very much a Supergirl show, but oh my God, her cousin's in it. And doesn't he look like he's a fun-loving, genuinely adaptation-friendly-esque Superman who isn't a broody little bastard? He looks like he's having a whale of a time. Yes. I like his Clark Kent as well. There's a bit of, there's some clips of his Clark Kent on the phone with Perry White. And yeah, outside, just... the, outside the planet, which I found really yeah. odd. It's like, go upstairs and talk to him. Play on the payphone. Um, <laughs> but he's got that. He's he's not doing a Reeves. He there's a bit of Dean Kane about it bit. actually. A little and bit I lo- of Dean Kane. I, I love a bit of Dean Kane. Love a bit of Dean Who's Kane. also in this show? I, is he? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. Who is who is he in this and one? He's Jeremiah Danvers. He's Carol. He's Kara's adopted father. That's an amazing touch of casting. And the father of. Alex. I like the fact. I like the fact that people who work on these shows clearly love all the other iterations because they always try and get them involved. Mm -hmm. Because because Helen Slater's in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Supergirl. The original's OG Supergirl. Cardboard cutout Supergirl (laughs) fighting witches and boyfriends. Um, in college. Um, and then like obviously in Smallville, like Dean Cain was in that as a character who was essentially an immortal serial killer implied to be Jack the Ripper. So there was a scene where Clark Kent fought. Clark Kent. Um, like, so I, oh, I love the crossover. Yeah. But Tyler Honky Legs is, um, <laughs> and let's touch on the costume. We touched on it a few weeks back when, when the, the images first came out. But, Works um, for me. I like it. I like it a lot. It's got, it's got, it's got the injustice cape coming into the shield kind of thing yeah, going on. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's got, you know, the, the, the sort of the lining that a new 52 sort of suit has, but it, it doesn't go, here's sculpted muscle. It's, this guy's a beefcake. But he's, he's quite but he's slender not a still, yeah. yeah. He's, he's... I think part of that is the, the not defining the muscles helps that. He's not like... He looks like a farm he's boy. He's not super muscular, but he looks he's like quite, a, He looks know, like a farm boy. He looks like shape. a healthy, tall farm boy yeah. who would be lifting bales of hay. And like, which is what Superman should look like. I mean, su- in some there's an argument to be made for Superman to look like the strongman mm-hmm. archetype with the enormous barrel Frank chest quietly, and big Frank Quietly, Superman's yeah. a great example. I do like Frank Quietly Superman. But I like Frank Quietly in general. I think mm. he's a great artist. Um, he likes you too. Oh, he says you should nice meet him. for brunch. Oh, I'll get back to you on that. He's thinking Chinese. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, <laughs> I don't mean food. He's just he's, he's got scrambled things. When are you going to with Grant Morrison again? Oh, um, when's Grant Morrison yeah. going to do something? Be quiet. Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> um, he's a he's so he's not, unlike the other crazy person. He doesn't have to say he's a wizard. We just know he is. A I'm a wizard. wizard. Uh, um, but he's looking sweet. Yeah, the scenes are quite cute. Uh, well, there's a lovely moment <laughs> that I really it was like, it yeah. was like, okay, this is I'm sold on this guy Superman, where he's like standing in front of a crowd and he looks back into the crowd and just gives him a little wink. Yeah, just tips him a wink. I'm like, oh, that's such a Superman thing to do. That's amazing. The dial, I've got to say, the dialogue in the se- sequence or the edit of the sequence they put out where yeah. they they meet at the, at the shuttle, like trying to save the shuttle from midair. The dialogue's pretty awful. Oh man, dialogue but, in Supergirl is generally cheesy as all hell. But to be fair, it's not aimed at us. No, it's like a it's like a extra sweet dessert portion for us grown shweddies. Like extra sweet desert portion. It's aiming specifically at younger teen girls to try and go, hey, look, we know you like this stuff too. Here's something that is more within the wheelhouse of shows you enjoy. Yeah, but at the same time, 
has some ass kicking in it and some laser eyes and catching space shuttles. And I've seen a preview image. I don't know if there's a clip yet, but I've seen a preview image of Superman meeting quote unquote Hank Henshaw, yeah. aka John John. That's freaking Superman, the Martian Manhunter. John Do you think there's going to be because I don't know what his status is in the show yet. Is he, is he I, known? Um, he's undercover in a way, isn't he? But I, I'm wondering if they'll have met before. I've not still, I've still not watched the last couple of episodes of the first season of Supergirl, but from what I can remember, <laughs> he he blows his cover to take on a red kryptonite affected Supergirl. Right. Okay. And bring her down because I and would then ends up in custody of I the organization that used to run the Tangentia. I would paint the ceiling if they had just a moment, him and Superman, where they're basically just like, and how are you, John? It's just like, oh shit, they've met. Oh shit. Okay. That would be kind of, because sort of it would hint at there is a bigger story. I... We're just following Kara's story. Hmm. Maybe. Which would be quite nice. I don't know. I don't know, because I don't... How are they going to get this universe into the CW universe? Because it was established in the crossover that it's... Then again, Flashpoint's just about to happen in Flash. Yeah, so, so everything's a bit... <laughs> It's what, sorry? It's a technical term. Ah, I see. It's when the universe is getting a slide. It's a dimension slide. Ah, okay. Dimension skid. Dimension skid happens all the time. What's that from? Uh, Back to Earth. Well, there you are. Hey! Continuity. Um, (laughs) What is it? Um, Put it in the wicket. It's a leak in stasis. Um, Um, So here it is. In episode 14, Christopher and Matt reference episode 13, where they talked about Red Dwarf Back to Earth, when they mentioned dimension skids. Um... (laughs) Um, so yeah, Superman, the way we kind of want to see him in live action, is on his way. Um, he's not the only superhero on his way, though. No? Apparently, a superhero, a certain superhero is being fast-tracked toward us with his movie now. Uh, which we don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, because, good lord, we do love Batman. I, well, we love, we love, come on. Yeah. Batman as a whole. The Batman you've got in your underpants right now, don't even lie. Batman as a concept. Batman as a, as a, as a cock covering. The myth Boxer of, short Batman. The idea of Batman. The practice of Batman, maybe not so much. <laughs> but definitely the idea of Batman. And we're not against a Ben Affleck Batman movie. I'm not against a Ben Affleck. I'm actively excited for a Ben Affleck Batman movie. <clears throat> but we are against it being shat out. Yes. Take your time and get it right. But according to news, uh, that is still, I think, unconfirmed at this stage, it's more a case of talk. Warner Brothers are apparently fast-tracking the Ben Affleck Batman movie to be out within 18 months or less as of this month. So that means we'd get it <clears throat> in and this is an early, late spring, early summer 2018. Yeah. Um, and this is a movie... Or before. This is a movie that doesn't yet have a finished script, or at least one that... Not one that Ben Affleck's already to go on record as saying he's happy with. Yeah. So... But they're still doing costume tests already. Like, we know for a fact... That uh, Deathstroke is in the film and possibly the main villain. Because they had to, like, after, like, leak that thing we talked about the yeah. other week. And then they said, yep, Deathstroke's in it. And it's Joe Manor, your man on the Oh, no, we can't pronounce anyone's name today. It has nothing to do with the cider or Jack Daniels we're drinking. <laughs> but I'm not drinking. What? What? What's that liquid? Um, it's... 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 Yeah. Quickly, Matthew, think of something you can speak P! Uh! Good job. <laughs> It's pee. Well done. Um, no, I like your conscience sounds like it's, me whispering. It's pee juice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's grandma's peach tea. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm a real health kick right now, right? Um, <laughs> yes, that apple juice you're uh, drinking. <laughs> don't rush Batman. No, don't rush him. Get it right. Uh, like it appears, Sony finally are doing. Well, 
Is it Sony though, or is it just Marvel by getting going under Sony? By name? getting Disney to make it. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Sorry. set photos are leaking left, right, and center. Um, which I which I thought was a bad thing. I was like, keep it under wraps, guys. Even though it looks quite cool, keep it under wraps. But then, as you pointed out, it's quite possibly a conscious decision by Sony. Yeah, like to you... go, hey, people. You uh, you hated the last two, all right? Yeah. But here's that guy you liked from that movie you loved. Hey. So maybe also maybe he's cool. Having watched some Civil War behind the scenes, he's mostly in a mocap suit during the making of Civil War. Yeah, and he seems to be in a real suit for all this. Stuff. <clears throat> yeah, oh, it's 100 percent real. I wonder if they will texture it a bit or play with the texture. I'm, I'm wondering if they just shot it so quickly, they didn't have a suit designed by the time they shot. Oh no, the I've, I've seen I've seen an on-set screenshot of him and Chadwick Boseman. Whether they're both in sort of approximations of the suits we see, but they've got mocap bands around parts of it. Oh, because they're enhanced CGI, I guess. Yeah, so like the Iron Man suits, the War Machine suit, Um, and and Vision and everything. Uh, But from these set photos from Spider-Man Homecoming, that is a 100% practical suit, baby. There there are shots of him taking, having the mask on and it being formed and taking it off. Unlike in the previous movies where the actors wore like a a frame underneath the mask to give it a shape, because I don't know if anyone here has ever, anyone listening has ever tried on a Spider-Man mask. I've got one. I tried it on. A spider mask, um, you say? Spider meow ask. Spider meow ask. Does whatever a mask does. Let me try on my new spider musk. Mm. Betty Brant on one arm, Glory Grant on the other. <laughs> I'm surrounded in, alli- in alliteration. Oh yeah, all my babes have to rhyme. Um, it gives you Liz all in you one. Oh, that was a stretch. <laughs> that was such a stretch. I think I did my back in. Oh, that one was Felicia hard oh! to swallow. Oh, oh, oh! oh. oh. I'm ashamed oh. of you, Mary Jane Watson. Oh no, because no. Matt, because Matt's surname is Watson. No. So that's that's the joke there, isn't it, Mary Jane? Uh, <laughs> Carly Cooper. So, uh, <laughs> no puns now. Just throw out names. Uh, um, oh dear. People were like, "Why have you left out Gwen Stacy? Because she's dead." <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're dead excited by what we're seeing so far. Uh, the only sort of plot leak we've seen from any pictures is, uh, minor spoiler alert for a movie that's now for another year, um, is pictures of the Shocker, so we know the Shocker's involved, we talked mm-hmm. about that the other week, and also pictures of what looks like him rescuing people in prom outfits, or oh, at least dressed also, nicely. There's also concept art of the main villain. We know about that, but I mean in terms of the set photos. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing any set photos of Vulture, because I doubt, really? highly doubt, <laughs> A, if, if that is Michael Keaton playing him, I know Michael Keaton's in it, but if he is playing the Vulture, A, they're going to have him doing a lot of his own stunts, and B, th- that's going to be a practical suit. Does the Birdman suit still fit? Let's stick it on him again and paint it green. Oh, smells like ball. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about Donald Trump. Um, so, <laughs> saving that for later. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I, you know what? I really, I've said it before, I really hope Keaton's not Vulture. I hope they're, they're leading us. I hope Keaton's Osborne. I would dig it if Keaton was Osborne. See, I feel that like they can't do Osborne again yet. Unless they do um, mid-2000s onwards style Osborne. Oh, yeah, that's like, totally uh, what Like Avengers do. confronting... Like, if you get Norman Osborne back, you do sort do, of Bendis Do, do Goblin yeah. in some way. Yeah. But do... 
But that, that Osborne is Tommy is Lee Jones is too old to play the Tommy Lee Jones Osborne from the comic books. Remember that? Time so get Keaton to play him. Remember that period where everyone was just drawing him? No, not everyone. Mike Diardo Jr. Mike Diardo Jr. was just yeah. drawing <clears throat> Tommy Lee Jones, just tracing Tommy Lee Jones, <clears throat> and drawing cornrows on him, and putting ginger cornrows on him <laughs> to make him no one else but in comics. Oh, Mike Diardo Jr. Don't ever change, except do change, change your models, please. Um, <laughs> well, his covers are beautiful. His covers are. He uses, he uses Poser a bit too much, or whatever it's called, the software that generates. Really? I feel like Wait, he uses there's that software that generates poses. For comic book artists. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. That is deeply troubling. Well, it just helps you do... It helps you, like, block No, it doesn't. No, it bloody doesn't. Use your imagination, you dumb bastards. It's just says, that's, says that's, the man who would never in a million years be able to do not, a convincing I mean, that's cover. not official. That's just... It, that's, that we should, I've, got so, I've got so many blank variant editions of comic books upstairs. We should, like, release one for sale for no reason at all. A big damn cast cover of something. <laughs> no, I can't draw. I can. You can trace... He's I a tracer. Ink. I can ink it. <laughs> you can ink it. You can trace it. I literally, trace just, it I literally just spill a bottle of it. I've got Batman and Turtles. Let's draw Michelangelo in a cowl. Let's do it. Um, right cow, now. Cowl bat. Yeah. Oh, don't they push that so hard? <laughs> Didn't work. Fun miniseries, though. Um, um, but yeah, Spidey, Tom Holland, my boy, a friend of the show, Guy Lambeau. Oh, friend of the show, Tom Holland? Yeah, friend of the show, Tom Holland. Uh, he's not. Friend of the show, Guy Lambeard. Guy Lambeard. Guy Lambeard has mentioned to me that he's like... Is he a fan he's of not been, uh No. But, <laughs> but he's mentioned that like Spider-Man's never been a huge thing on his radar. He appreciates Spider-Man, but it's never been a big thing. Since Civil War, he saw it for the first time a few weeks ago, he can't wait for Spider-Man Homecoming. Because mm. he wants to see this kid. He wants to see this dynamic. And this, this guy get a full story to himself. And I don't blame him. Because, good lord, those couple scenes with him in Civil War, it's like, I want to watch him now. They did a real good job with that. <clears throat> they did a damn job. good job. They are strangely attractive ant. <laughs> ridiculously, ridiculously attractive ant. Who's next on the dais? Who's going to, the dais, who's going to roast us? Spoon! The tick. Oh, I thought you wanted me to feed you. No, no. <laughs> um, I have how, about I feed, how about I feed you three delicious pilots? That are now full buffet tables. Well, two delicious pilots. And <laughs> interesting. I'm sure interesting and delicious to the people who read the book pilot. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got a certain flavour to it. I don't know if I could eat a whole one. He's talking about I Love Dick. Yeah. When you know that, his previous two sentences that you just heard have a whole new meaning. Um. Oral. <laughs> so, um... What was that? Who said that? Is that your conscience? No, I was, um, like, I was just my, my belly rumble. It's got a rubber tumble. All three of Amazon's pilots have been given a full season yes. now from the recent season, including I Love Dick. <laughs> uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Which is excellent. Which, again, is, is one of those where uh, a lot of the response to it... I, mean, you, that, I think you said that was your favourite of the three. Yeah, I, I And a lot of the response was, to it was, um, could this sustain a whole series the only way we'd know? is if we saw a whole series. Yeah. Because from a standalone pilot, what a great freaking concept. It's, yeah, and it's a wonderful chance for John Van Damme to self-parody, which he's yeah. actually very good at, because he does it quite a lot. <clears throat> he's great. I, the last new film I watched him in was, like, five years ago. It was Expendables 2. Which I haven't seen. I he's the villain. He's great. Like, he's having a blast in it. Does he do the splits? He does the splits. Split. Do the splits. Um, <laughs> my big legs and my karate... I can do the splits. No problem. 
It's true, he can do this. He place. can, he can, no problem. One of these days his spine's going to go through the bottom of him. <laughs> They're just going to fold up. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to kick himself in the head. It's going to be like, a, what's it called? Have you got a tail? Just, uh, it's not vestigial. Furries? No, it, where you, where you, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's like the bottom of your spine could bend out into a tail shape. I can't remember. A genetic mutation? Yeah, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, son! Jean-Claude Van Coxix? Oh. Um, and, of course... The tick. <laughs> speaking of Coxix, is it... Yeah, no, there's no... No, there's, 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 there's no... There's no not, not six, anyway. There's maybe a couple in there, but... Arthur and his possibly imaginary blue friend based on the oh, final... He's not, he's not, because he actually gets stuff done, but yeah. I, I thought they were going to carry that through. I thought it was going to be... This version is going to sort yeah, of be ambiguous for a series... But um, maybe it's Arthur all along. Oh God! But the Tick is uh, is also getting a series, which is great news for fans of um, well, fun. Yeah. For starters, and Peter Sarah and Witch. Oh, which is always a good thing. I finally watched it this week. Um, I really dug it. Mm. I really dug it. I think it's it's got some teething trouble, but I think that's down to well, the it's a pilot. Well, well, yeah. Well, I think it does a good job establishing yeah, it as well. Yeah, but I think the teething trouble comes down from the runtime. Yeah. 29 minutes isn't long enough to tell the story they, they cram in. I don't I think they might be half hour episodes. So. They will be, but but that means they can they know they can split things into two parts. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Which I think would be wires. Do you think I think it might be wise to remake or shoot extra scenes for the first story and turn it into two episodes would be a wise decision. Do you think we might get the um the <clears> other <throat> hero analogs from the ticks, previous uh, what like um, yeah, like a deflated yeah. mouse, aka Batman. Well, yeah, it was deflated mouse in the cartoon, and then Bat- Batman. Well, in the yeah, like, which show. which because they've obviously gone legally, we can get away with Batman. Well, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, do it. <laughs> let's call him Batman. Well, um, which and, is a and change and changes uh, story and his personality a little bit. And uh, I'll go. What was the name of the Wonder Woman? She was Lady Liberty. In Lady one of Liberty. Them. Yeah. Oh no, Ma- uh, Liberty Maid. Liberty in or Maid of Liberty. Oh, okay. In the cartoons and the comics so I think I've watched in the old tick um, but that was something that surprised me when the credits rolled it's I mean we, we knew it was the creator directing and, and, and writing it no no the creator wrote it and is an executive producer and the director uh, was handpicked by Barry Sonnenfeld who had a big hand in the original yeah it was version. it was kind of Sonnenfeldian but also Patrick Warburton is an executive yeah. producer which makes me very happy because it's like yay because he's one of the things that really worked about the original live action version of the tick and it's a little antenna move <laughs> what's interesting about this one is is that the tonally they've gone right superhero things are like mainstream now we can't parody them because we'll just look stupid like we can't we, we can't just outright parody them so it kind of settles into like you could believe this guy in a world where deadpool exists you could believe a couple of these villains and these heroes being in like the marvel universe they kind of fit. So they've sort of grounded it a bit more, well, it, well, it's, which it, is why it's going to be interesting to see how they do that bloke with a chair for a head later on. Because uh... oh, damn it, that's... <laughs> oh, the tick is so good. <laughs> um, so when are we likely to see these? It's looking next sometime next, next year. Late, summer, late summer, autumn, isn't it? Somewhere so in about like... a year's time. <clears throat> so how many in the film? You may you... actually get to say spoon this time. Yes, a little bit of spoon. Spoon. What? I was a little bit of spoon. No, what? No! Ah! No! I didn't um, say that. Oh, God. And if you love Peter Serafin and you want an instant dose... I never said that. Go to his YouTube channel... <laughs> go to his YouTube channel and watch some of his sassy Trump videos, because they are pretty spectacular. But enough about Because I'm smart. Uh, there are rumours so... abound, Christopher. Oh, yes, babes. 
There are rumours about. That was, that was a slightly alcohol inflicted response. Yes, babe. And they're appearing in a flash. <gasps> um. So Jai Courtney talked. Wait, Jai Courtney flashed who? Someone. Someone let Jai Courtney talk to the press. Hello. I don't know why. You all like me now, right? Because he doesn't do a good job of it. <laughs> um. So let's talk about movies. And working for Warner Brothers. He was on the bastards. He was on MTV podcast. Happy, sad, confused. <clears throat> That's a great title. That's a music television for those, podcast. For those who don't know what music um, television is, don't worry. Neither MTV do MTV. Used to have music. I, right. I was watching. I flicked <laughs> onto MTV Rocks the other day, which I didn't know was a thing, but I guess it is. Mm. And they were like, I, they had like the top fifty air guitar anthems. Right. right. So like songs that are, you know you want to. Play air guitar too, right? Okay, please don't upset me here. So I came in and they were playing American Idiot. I mean, they were in the low, they were in the high thirties, so it was like number thirty-eight or something. And then the next, you know what the next one was? Go on, Mr. Brightside by the Killers. So what you're telling me is they said it's, it's got a, this sort of jingly jangly arpeggiated guitar part, like it's not an air guitar song. They're saying it's an air guitar playlist. What they're actually saying is all the people who work here were teenagers in the 2000s and yeah. here are songs they like oh, what was the next one <clears throat> next one was um, uh, Anarchy the Sex Pistols the original Sex Pistols version of Anarchy in the UK is that Which a again, guitar song? no because if you want a more metal version there's two metal covers of it Motley Crue covered it yeah and then Megadeth covered it so there's two heavy metal versions of that song I think, in different flavours of metal. I think what's happened is we don't realise now that air guitar players don't play air guitar. Mm. They lightly strum air banjos. But you know what? The next song after that was before I turned it over and just gave up on it completely. Oh, God. It was a Nirvana song. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Lithium. Lithium. Oh, Lithium's a good song. Yes. It's a great song. Yes, but, but, but air guitar... In, not an in, air guitar song. In nature, requires you to run around the room like a maniac and flailing yeah, your arms it's about. Not, it's not up-tempo, it's not, it's not like explosive, it's not like... You know, Team Spirit, I could buy that. I like, um... Uh, uh, um Breed, I could buy oh, Breed, it'd be great. Or something like... I don't know. Mm. Territorial Pissings? That'd be good. But like... Air guitar? Not lithium. Air oh God. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Come on! So what you're saying is, these incredibly level-headed, smart people let Jack Courtney talk. Yes. <laughs> so... And, 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 then, and then had the editorial... So they don't know what rock music The editorial is. final stay... On what gets put out there, and decided and so, to put out this accidental fuck up. So they asked, "Well, that's not, that's not that bad." I'm, I'm, I, I mean, you know, he's clearly joking, but it's still like, um, I mean, come um, on. So come on, you know they exactly how they presented the news, though. They asked him about his thoughts on the DC Films production, and he's like, and he says, "I don't know. How do you please everyone? I don't think Suicide Squad ever intended to." If you're not going to make a movie R8 and you don't want everyone to come see it, essentially, well, then chances are a whole bunch of people aren't going to love it. It's a challenge, and I think David Ayer did a great, incredible job, and I'm sure as hell hope we get to make it along with him did, and all the crew. He did a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so nice. It's yeah. like, hey, yeah. I did a job. I had a lot of fun doing it. 
Isn't it great? And then he comes in and I was like, well, Marvel have an advantage because they've had, they take the time to establish Marvel superheroes before teaming up. And, you know, Marvel have this, he says, Marvel have this incredible formula that seems to work. They've had sort of the time to let that shit marinate to the point where everything is established now. So already Warner Brothers is not going to like this because whenever one of their people comment, a compliment yeah, they to don't, Marvel, they don't like that, Warners they don't, don't like it. And then, then they ask them about the rumours that Captain Boomerang is going to pop up in the Flash solo movie, which would make sense. Because he's a Flash villain. <laughs> so, you know, there is that. At which he point, he says, Warner Brothers keeps everyone in the dark. We're all mushrooms over there in the DC house. Keep us in the dark and feed us shit. Oh, Jai, Jai, Jai. Courtney. ho He likes Maybe. to dig his own grave. Maybe not the right thing to say, Jai. I appreciate your honesty. Warner Brothers, he's quite brave. I appreciate your honesty. And it's clearly a joke, but still. Come on. Not many jobs after this. Jai Wong! Which is a shame, because as much as I don't like Jai Courtney in anything, Jai I actually quite like him in Suicide Squad. He's great in Suicide Squad. He has Squad. all the best gags. He's great in Suicide Squad, and now he's possibly not going to get roles in the Warner Brothers No, he'll be fine. Movies. It's just a joke, but even cr- so, it's like, I have a thing to say. <clears throat> like the Warner's division looking after DC don't seem to have the best sense of humour, so hopefully it won't bite him in the arse. Because... I mean, they don't, they don't have a sense of humour. You watch their movies, right? The things that... I don't so much watch them as take a shit ton of opium when they start and just ignore them. But! No, I, I, but. I, I insert it. Okay, no, go on. No, don't, don't put opium in your butt. No. Not a good place to put it. Um, <laughs> don't waste it. Don't, that's... <laughs> waste of good opium, kid. Kids, if you do opium... Kids? Don't put it in your butt. Um, if you're a gun to opium, so, make sure to do it correctly. And clean up after yourself, you felt the animal. Uh, but then. <laughs> but. So, a rumor's been going around a while. Another rumor about the Flash movie. This movie that's got so many rumors about it. It's, it's that's, what, more, that's how they're writing the script. <laughs> it's got more rumors in it than the Fleetwood Mac section at HMV. Oh! oh! But no um, tusk. <laughs> no, no tusk. I'm a tango in the night by myself. Okay, fair enough. Um, so... <laughs> Naboo. <laughs> Are you in a trance? Now listen to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> uh, rumours. <laughs> Tusk. <laughs> anyway. Those of us who... Those of you just left to go and watch the Mighty Boosh, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> welcome back from Good your mini Your mini-binge. Um, so in August... Oh, Garibaloo. If you're not careful, I'm going to have to turn my back on you. Um, <laughs> in August, yes. a rumour began circulating that Cyborg, Cyborg, aka the blandest member of the Justice League, is going to make an appearance in the Flash movie. Which now has... I missed this, but now Rick Fumi... Fumi... Ah, oh, can't say his name. Here we go again. Take another Rick. swig. Take another swig. Okay, sorry. Take Rick. another swig. And now have your drink. <laughs> um, Rick Famuyiwa. Bless you. Um, has turned around and said, oh God, I just have to get over my, the fact that I pronounced his name. Famuyiwa. 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 Now, you don't know if it's correct. Not, you're not saying that right. I don't know if that's correct. Okay, Jansen. 
Richard. I don't know. What's his name? What's his first name? Uh, Rick Famke Jansen. Rick Famke Jansen. Um, <laughs> Zenia, you're crushing me. Good. Um, I don't remember a voice being that deep. It is now. Um, <laughs> he says, mm, maybe not. Maybe not. But then, then he Instagrams a picture of the script and it's got a flash bobble head standing on it and then there's another bobble head standing on it and then someone goes and matches the photos and it's like, oh, it's a cyborg. It's a cyborg feet of, uh, what are they? The, the, the like, Funkos. Funko yeah. Pops, yeah. Pops. Yeah, there it is. Looking at the pictures now, that is yeah, that's. that's a so maybe Ray Fisher's cyborg is turning up in Flash. Yeah. Uh, if you're telling me that the the cyborg from the 2000s cartoon series Team Titans was showing up in Flash, I'd be like, oh, that'd be great. He's so much fun. Like I, I get, but any other iteration of cyborg, I couldn't give two shits about. I get that you need a black superhero on the Justice League for representation. I get that you want a more diverse Justice League. Absolutely support it. Cyborg's just really dull. <laughs> He's just really dull. But then um, you look at your other options for black DC superheroes, and what have you got? John Stewart. That would have been a smart choice. But they don't want to do Green Lantern because just to clarify, yeah, just, just to clarify the Green Lantern, John Stewart, not yeah, not, not like... the late night host. <laughs> Mind you, John Stewart of the Justice League would improve the entire thing by about eighty-five percent immediately. Mean, the modern Green Lanterns are also um, more diverse because you've got. Jessica Cruz is um, one a woman mm-hmm. and two a Latino, and then Simon Bass is American Muslim, mm-hmm. so they would have been good shouts. Uh, but no, because you could have just cast. But then they you could have just do... cast one of the characters who didn't have their own movie. But then they keep yet. saying they're going to do Green Lantern. Just cast a, like a, a cast a cast representation. But they put Cyborg on the Justice League when they rebooted it for the New Fifty Two, and I don't understand why because he's. Boring. I got that, you know, the big uh, We Can Be Heroes action yeah, figure set, yeah. uh, and it's it's the Justice League lineup from the New Fifty Two. And I love all the figures, but even in that, an action figure set, the cyborg figure is the clunkiest, least poseable, and less exciting of the bunch. Which is exactly what he's like as a character. Which is amazing. I was like, um, oh, okay, this, this kind of fits. It's a metaphor. Um, the actor is playing him in these movies. Like he's a theatrical actor by profession. That's yeah. where he's come from. Because um, they wanted someone with great physical presence. To portray this character, so they could CGI over all of it. That's the downside. Like he's not, he's not yeah. like you look at the original character design. He's just, he's got a lot more skin, and he's, you know, he's got like he looks like he's he looks, a like, a, he looks like a dude, almost. but his arms can do stuff. His eyes yeah, got yeah. a covering, like yeah. He's more like a cyborg suit rather than a Robocop, like yeah. bit, a little bit of flesh in a big cyborg body. And then they just Come moved, me or there will be trouble, guys. Guys. Where are you? They're on the watchtower in a party without him. No! Um, is that, who's that? Is that, how you, is that? See, this is... There you go. That should be your cyborg voice. He would be instantly more entertaining if you read the books with him talking like some kind of really creepy... I think like, you'll find. <laughs> oh, Justice League. There's only one cyborg voice I can do. Oh. But not today. Oh. Later. Um, what you can't see is a prop. There's a prop. I can see it. I know where he's going with this. T- but I, Dirty no, man. I put it away now, Chris. <laughs> what about the prop? <laughs> hey! hey! Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's that. Uh, so, God, what are we doing? This Flash movie, ironically, is taking a million years to get here. Yeah. 
Um, uh, which is a shame. But at the same time, Ezra Miller, what we've seen of him, kind of intrigued. Yeah. He's not John Gustin, which is no offence to Ezra Miller. The costume is the ugliest thing in the world. Yeah. It's so ugly. Yeah. And now there's... How many species have been on The Flash show so far with costumes? You've had four? Three? Five? Five? <clears throat> six. Six speedsters with costumes <laughs> in the first Two three seasons, seasons of Flash. Because uh, there are pictures out there now of, of Wally West's Kid Flash. He looks great. He looks yeah. so good. Um, so, six speedsters all with costumes in the Flash TV show so far. All of them look better than the Edward Miller costume on a TV budget. Minimalism. It just does not look <laughs> Okay, <good>. minimalism. <laughs> it's minimalism. Minimalism. That they like, well, we got to work with. This is what we have to work with. We've got to make it look good and be practical. Whereas yeah. in the movies, it's like, throw some Transformers shit on it. Let's just throw everything at it. Let's just throw all the... We've got plates on there. <laughs> and we've got armor plates. We've got mesh. And it's going to be flexible. Let's just put him in a fucking unitard. <laughs> He's a runner. So just put him in a running suit. I want, the moment there's a full Justice League trailer released, I want somebody to go through it shot by shot and remove Ezra Miller's flash and put John Wesley Ship's flash in instead. <laughs> I, I, I feel it would be a 50-50 split there now of people going, this is great, and other people going, no, I want the armor plates now, please. Yeah. Please, no. his padded suit. I don't know. I don't know. In fact, I want them, I want Warner Brothers to suck us out. I want them to be like Justice League trailer drops tomorrow, Muckers, and then they just release a trailer for that um, Justice League pilot from the 90s, oh, the live action one. I've seen it. And then basically the trailer is an announcement of the DVD release of the pilot from the 90s. I've seen it. It's real bad. Oh, God. Is John Wesley Shipper right? We should watch it. He reprises the role, doesn't he? As, as, as Barry Allen. I can't remember if Flash is even in it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like front and centre because Green Lantern's yeah. in it. Yeah, it's Green Lantern. Yeah, look at all. Ice is like the new character in it. Okay. Uh, Martian Manhunter. Right. Um, the Atom. Yeah. And no one of significance. No one else. Because <laughs> they were all tied up in potential movie deals. Warners just have that oh, weird fear, don't they? Up. They have that weird fear I'm gonna look of I'm we can't we up. can't use them in the TV series if they're going to be in a movie. Apart from Arrow, this week Stephen Mel put out a picture on Instagram oh, of yeah, him yeah. sat next to Deathstroke on a park bench. Yeah, so uh, Deathstroke's moving back for the 100th episode of Arrow. At which point I'm like, there's 100 episodes of Arrow? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine how you'll feel when there's 100 episodes of Gotham. I can't watch that uh, much Arrow. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. What if it was an Arrow crossover with Fish Moon? I don't know if I can carry on. <laughs> hey. 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 Gotham gets named up in that Supergirl footage. Oh, the city. Not the show. Yeah, Jesus. the city. That'd be worrying. Yeah. That'd it's, be worrying. There's like a huge explosion either in... I don't know if this is been... like what happened in Gotham. You know, that city with the, the Penguin with Man the and Fish Mooney. <laughs> And all those teenagers so being murderous. Um, there's that there's a redhead girl who's been genetically aged suddenly for no reason. Man. Other than we've run oh, out of original I was ideas. Gonna, I was going to try and find the Mad Hatter stuff to show you this week. Oh, shit. But, Jervis Tetch. But um, the videos are region locked in the US, so I can't show you. So count yourself lucky that oh, I God. cannot show you the Gotham Mad Hatter. Does he even have a top hat? Uh, Yeah, he has a top hat. <laughs> uh, He also has a sweet moustache. What? Great goatee. Oh, no, no. They've not gone hipster Mad Hatter, have they? Oh, boy, have they. But the, the Mad Hatter's not hipster. The Mad Hatter's a creepy sort of... Oh! Like, he, he, he should be... He should be, like... Because mm. obviously this is younger Tetch. Mm. Like, he should be, like, sort of 
middle-aged or older, creepy mm-hmm. literacy professor kind of vibe about mm-hmm. him. That's what he should be. Not a hipster. Oh, it looks like Kirk Hammett from Metallica with a top hat on. Oh, so they've gone the Shaggy from Scooby Apocalypse route. You kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's like four issues deep and we've not read it yet. What's that? Scooby Apocalypse. Yeah, because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't want to read a post-apocalyptic... Um, yeah, you do. Think Scooby. Yeah, you do. All right. Okay. So <laughs> this is this is the lineup for the night for the nineties Justice League pilot. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's, it's Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. Oh. Uh, oh. I mean, I do enjoy a bit of Guy Gardner, but like, it was Kyle at that point. Like, they could have gone for like. Th- oh, okay. Wow. Fire and Ice. Okay. The Atom. Right, yeah. The, the Flash, which is Barry Allen, but not John Wesley shit. Oh, is it the same costume, though? I don't know. I've got a, I get the I feeling know. from the photo I've seen that it's the same cosy. And John Johns, the Martian Manhunter, fighting the Weatherman, <laughs> Dr. Eno. Oh. Who's played by Miguel Ferrer. Uh, I love. But as the love Weatherman. Miguel Ferrer as the Weatherman. Blame <laughs> it on the Weatherman. Um, I bet there was at least one joke based on that song. At that least. What year was it? Uh, it was 1997. Oh my god! It looks like it was made in 1986. What makes it worse is that's what, same year as Batman and Robin? Yeah. So the world hated superheroes at this point. And then they made the, the Justice League pilot and it was a terrible... <laughs> Again, if Cyborg spoke like that in your head, you'd probably love him a lot more. <laughs> what if you just turned into John Ralphio from Parks and Rec? <laughs> It Fair was enough. a terrible. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Speaking of Parks and Rec, little dip in. Did you see the uh, the video of Ben Schwartz and the guy from Stranger Things? Yeah, it's been great. That was great. Yeah. Like that was that was really fun. It was a fun way to sort of go. Oh, memes. This is memes. This is memes. This is memes. I'm plowing through Parks and Rec at the moment. I'm I'm coming towards <laughs> the end of season set of the last season. It's very good my episode of Parks and Rec is the one where there are five different people living inside a teenage girl's head and uh, <laughs> there's an imaginary friend and we all learn a little bit about growing up and letting go of childish things and it's great um, was it all really a dream no and then she gets out of the shower in the next episode the last two seasons didn't happen um, so <laughs> Dallas crisis so we might be getting set any other black DC superheroes that would be good if you want a diverse just static 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 shark yeah. he could be he could be a window in as well black he could lightning. be a window in black lightning would be cool but I think static because then you can use black lightning as the mentor do the young justice kind of thing where they have a bit of a connection what about the black bomber I've just realised how many DC heroes have black in the name you don't know who the black bomber is do you no oh, okay so is he an right. African American superhero the black bomber was the original concept for Black Lightning. Right, okay. Which was that... Black Lightning, for those who don't know, DC Superhero, electrical powers, really slick looking guy. Like, really cool. Really cool. Um, so, <laughs> before they brought the guy who created Black Lightning to do their Black Superhero, because he'd done good stuff with Marvel, <clears throat> yeah. they, um, they had a concept <laughs> for the Black Bomber who was a racist white man who, when he said the phrase black power, turned into a black man. Complete with stereotyped features and clothing. But neither personality was aware that they were the other. 
and each personality had separate racially appropriate girlfriend slash love interests that were aware of the split. The guy who then created Black... I can't remember the guy's name. Who then later created Black Lightning came in and was like... Mr. Uh, a Arsehole, apparently. No, 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 no. The guy who created Black Lightning. Yeah, so but... Who, who fixed this problem. He came in and fixed this. That oh, was DC's idea. Right. That was DC's idea. And they're like, this is the concept we've got. And he came in and went, Oh, uh, thank God. Uh, you okay. can't do this. You cannot do this. It is not going to work. It's a bad idea. It's their idea. It's a bad idea. expanding representation in comic books, specifically giving... Yeah. African American readers, yeah. a character they could connect to through like race. They decided, oh, we're going to make it a white man who transforms into a black man because you know making being black seem like a Doctor Hyde, Mister Hyde, Doctor Jekyll mm-hmm. kind of thing is clearly going to go down well. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. What the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that ha- that nearly happened. Black Bomber. Oh, my God. I think that's what he was called. So his movie comes out in 2018. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> it, he's going to be in the next Suicide Squad movie. Um, oh, God. DCEU Wave 3 is going to open it up. But you know it's coming in just a couple of days, but it'll be coming on the day that we release this episode. Yes. In fact, you're probably not listening to this on the day of release because you're watching Luke Cage. Oh! Oh, I'm so excited for this show. I'm so excited for this show. I'm actually about to explode. I'm vibrating here. I'm like the flash. If I, bra- if I vibrate any faster, I'm going to pass through the molecules of this chair and land on the floor. That's how I excited I am about Luke Cage. If you could direct that sort of yonder to the off-license down the road and just sort of sneak a few bottles of cider oh, and bring them back, that'd be great. I, like I mean, leave money. Christ, oh, God. Maybe I like it. Oh, it um, so good. I, I am. I mean, we'll talk about this next week for sure, if not the week after. Because, yeah. um, like, good God. I am so psyched for this. Good God, man. And they have actually held back a bit, unlike Jessica Jones. Um, they, where, they, where, they they dropped, showed, where they showed quite a few trailers in the run-up. They dropped a new trailer, I think, a couple of days ago from when we were recording this. So it would have been the start of the, Monday the, this week. I seen it. We not. Oh, I'm after watching. Oh. We're finished. Yeah. No, the one with the um, it's got the uh, the Method Man cameo at the end. I don't think I've seen that. You've not seen that? No. Oh boy. What? Oh, it's like a two minute long full trailer. Okay, we're gonna have to watch yeah. that after this. It's awesome. If if I could be asked to edit, we'd watch it now. <laughs> but I can't remember how you pause and resume record. So I think you just press the pause button. Nah, not gonna. Not even gonna risk it. I'm not gonna. Not, not even gonna, gonna risk, risk it, it for a biscuit or or um, anything else. For okay. That matter. Well, yeah, you should watch it. I'm a lazy content well, creator, but you're not paying for anything. So shut up. <laughs> um, not yet. Um, <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited. Mike Coulter's been doing a yeah. lot of press within Marvel and Disney at the moment. I think Mike Mike Coulter's excited for this as well. They did some stuff with uh, Greg uh, Fingy really and Greg uh, Grunberg and Kevin Smith for geeking out mm-hmm. as well. There's some footage of them having a chat. Um, I just, oh man, I feel oh, like a thousand is... times. I want to see this a thousand times over. It just, it's, it just feels right. And after rewatching Daredevil series one this past summer, I, I think my heart when it Which comes to Marvel's awesome. adaptations, yeah. my heart lies with the Netflix shows. I adore the movies. I adore them with a fire and biblical passion, but those Netflix shows, man, they're just so good. I can't wait to see what they do with this one. Um, I think they're going to do amazing things. I, I, 
I mean, the Netflix shows are that successful that the TV shows are now being aimed at an older audience. Yeah, they've moved Legend of Shield to a later time slot, haven't they? Yeah, sort of edging it from a 12 certificate to a 15 certificate kind of territory. Uh, Ghost Rider looks awesome, by the way. I don't know when it comes out in the UK. I think it's next month on Channel 4. I don't care. I will watch this season, I've got I think. Watch... Oh. I will watch this season simply because of Ghost Rider. I'm like, curious. Robbie Ray's boy! If they cut those seasons in half and can just condensed all the good stuff into 13 episodes, then yeah, yeah maybe... Yeah, but like, because I liked, I liked quite a bit of season two. I've not seen basically everything any of with two. Uh, with Carmen Clark on it. Oh wait, no, I've seen the first episode. Um, I saw because uh, it was uh, Crush Creel. It was absorbing. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. And they they got away with his uh, ball and chain by having him grab that bit of the uh, the metallic fencing. That was quite good. And it's like, oh, that's quite cool. That some Lucy Lawless as well. That was good. Lucy Lawless. Oh my god, Ash vs Evil Dead is out soon, like in a couple of weeks. Mm, season two. Mario not finishes. Must eat that up. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, it's so good. That. Um. On the night of the so uh, presidential debates, they were running an Ash for President campaign on Twitter. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, you should... Yeah. Uh, we should definitely revisit some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because mm. there's some good stuff in there to talk about. Movie Bob wet your appetite, didn't they? With that villain countdown thing that we put out earlier in the week. But it's not we talk so... great. No, but him chatting about the villains has made me go, maybe mm. I'll pick it up again. Mm. I had a look on Amazon the other day. I was like, I'll put some Amazon in the housework. And there's none of it on Amazon Prime anymore. Yeah, if it was on streaming, I'd have watched it already. Yeah. As is, I just can't. Season one used to be. I just, I just don't want to pay the money for season three right now. I don't want to spend 19 quid. No. On a season. Uh, so, yeah. Bat and Chris gets stingy. We get stingy. Baby, I like it raw. So. A needle pulling thread. After that light news week. A note to follow so. I think we need to dive into some. Tricky German bread. Oh, questions. Well, first. I want to talk about someone. Oh, do you? Yeah, a certain someone. Who a certain, is this certain someone? We, we, we've name dropped him a few times throughout this podcast. Is it Mike Coulter? Yes. We love him. Yeah, That's the end of the episode. Move on to the questions. No. Is it um, Shai Corny? Earlier this week, the reason why it's been quite light news-wise is because there was one big thing. And yeah, it, wasn't necessarily, big thing. it wasn't necessarily our wheelhouse, but we can't help but chat about this stuff because... Oh, man. A couple of my friends have said, like, why do you guys fuss so much? Like, talking about me and my partner, for example. Over what's going on politically in the States. It's disturbing, but... what? And I went, because here's the thing. If Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, it is going to affect the rest of the planet. Yeah. It will. If Hillary Clinton becomes president of the United States, business as usual. Well. For the, for the, well, for the, for the world, business yeah, as usual. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. She will just continue what's going on, get grilled, either be forced into honesty, or be kind of forced to leave by the end of her four years. But that'll be it. If Trump gets in, Jesus wept long and hard because I don't think the world will be able to actually stay still for long. And that's not an exaggeration. This is a man who has, re- has requested an, an answer as to why he can't just have nukes right away if he becomes president. Why he'd have to go through committee. He's asked this. He's he's asked this of people. The thing is... It's, it's a man who's openly admitted to taking advantage of the housing crisis in 2008 saying it was good for business, it was the smart thing to do. He, he wants to be president. And people are voting for president. A man who quite openly went, oh, millions of Americans suffered, like hundreds of thousands ended up homeless or in massive debt. And I took advantage of it, and that's great, because that's just life, people. But it didn't work out for him, because he went bankrupt. Oh, 
What? I don't think he's got money. I think that's why he's not releasing his tax returns. Yes, yeah. he keeps going. That he keeps, everything on, he does goes bankrupt. That or he's spending charity donations on other things, or he's got some dealings with Russia or China, who he's obsessed with. He keeps he going loves about the China, Chinese. Oh, he freaking loves China. It's like China is like, uh, pfft, mate, could you back off, please? Could you no. stop mentioning us? No, no. In no, a positive no, or a negative light, just stop saying the thing China. is. China. Yes, it's not our country, but our country has such close ties with the US. Yeah. I mean, Chris, they will affect us. End of last year, start of this year, when it looked like he was closing in on being the Republican nominee. Mm-hmm. There was that petition. People petitioned, don't let him visit the UK if no, he becomes president. And, and our government basically had to go, uh, no, we can't. We can't do that. That's not realistic. If he is president of the United States, we need to be open to conversation and relations. Like, we can't tell him to not come here. Yeah. But it's like, no, come on, do the sensible thing. Don't allow, don't allow him here full stop. I mean, we're seeing a, a move in our country towards a real hard right sort of feeling of xenophobia and mm. and Little Englander sort of mentalities. Uh, it's the working class. It's weird. It's like the upper class use these things to manipulate the working class who feel they're hard done by by other people and not the upper classes. Mm. Like the upper classes turn around to the working class and go, yo, Blame it on immigrants. Yo, blame it on the working class, even though you're working class. And then the working class all support the upper class against themselves. So they get turned they get yeah. turned against themselves by the people who are taking advantage of them and making money off them. It's how they control us. And it's happening over here. It, we saw a massive uh, rise in it around the Brexit vote and then after... In the aftermath of Brexit yeah, winning. Yeah, the entire EU referendum um, was, I'm going to say it, it was a shit show in that people were lied to on all fronts. Yeah. There was one clear safe outcome. There was one risky outcome. Both could possibly end in something oh, going God, right. I would love and everyone to be believed. Wrong. Everyone, love to be wrong. everyone voted because they believed what they were voting for was the right decision. Yeah. And that's a good reason to vote. But a lot of why people who voted leave voted leave is to do with what they were told which the moment they won they were told oh yeah no that was bullshit yeah yeah we're not actually going to do that and now no one knows what to do yeah no, 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 one's, got, no one's got a freaking clue what to do um, but the, the negative side of that and this is why it's weird they're not looking at us as an example is that and again I'm going to stress whether you voted remain whether you voted leave if you did it for the right reasons if you were well read upon it you informed yourself before you came to a conclusion then we have nothing against you regardless of which side you picked if what you did it because you just wanted to stop the brown people coming in, then you can go fuck yourself. Yes. Now that's, I mean, Christ, that's just immediately clear. Yeah. Because here's the thing. It it enabled a load of people with xenophobic, racist views to suddenly feel like they had, scare quotes, won. Yeah. As we saw in the weeks after the result, once Brexit kicked in, you have like that guy on the Manchester tram, like those two yeah. uh, drunken idiots who were like harassing that dude, the American guy, the Hawaiian guy on, on the tram in the morning. And all this, like, uh, and just, it was horrific people being treated differently around the country. Like, there were many articles from, from people, like, you know, who were who Muslim going, like, I've been treated like shit this past week all of a sudden. Why? What is this? What makes people think they can do this? This is horrible. Because that's the thing. If you voted Leave, Leave isn't about, like you said, get rid of the brown people. That's not what it was about, ever. But that is. But there are so many people who are like doing it because it they thought about. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was made about by so much of the campaigning. Yeah, so um, as long as you vote with your head. And your heart in the right place, your head's full of facts, and your heart is full of belief in what you're doing, then good. But if you're doing it just to be a dick to other people, 
to be racist, to be sexist, to be xenophobic. Just if you're doing it for that, go fuck yourself. America is in this really terrifying place right now because the majority of the Republican, like uh, the people who are running for the Republican nomination position, openly were like, "Yeah, Trump is not." Like during the campaigns, obviously they all wanted to win. They were like, "Trump is not the right person for this. Trump is not the right person for this." And then after uh, he got the nomination to be the Republican candidate for president of the United States, which everyone went, "What?" And at that point, all late night hosts stopped being fair and balanced and went, "No, we need to. We need to point out how much of a freaking monster this yeah, person yeah. is." Um, at that point, all the other people who are running for the Republican candidacy stopped commenting on it because they were like, "Well, I'm out of the race. I'm not endorsing this guy." Ted Cruz even went so far as to sort of suggest at the Republican uh, conference, um, Republican convention, to vote with your heart for the right person, even if it may not be the person you are, yeah. the party you are loyal to. Basically, he was going, vote for Hillary. And everyone was like, bruh, bruh. since that freaking coward's backed out and endorsed Trump. Even after Trump like insulted his wife, insulted him, tore him apart. And, like, it's just like, oh my God, this is such a mess. But maybe it's because he fears where it's going. Because he thinks that the Republican side are going to win. Because here's the thing. The majority of Trump supporters, and again, to our American listeners, we're not saying that if you support Trump, you're a racist or a, or a xenophobe or a homophobic. or any, We're not saying you are. But there's a 90% chance you fucking are. Because based on most of these people that they interview, that they talk to, that's all they're backing him for. They're backing him so he gets rid of Mexicans. Not saving jobs, not looking at spreading the economy out so that people get working, you know, things like that. Because he's not a good businessman. No, he's not. He's not good. Just because his name's on the side of the building doesn't mean he knows how to run a country. He's very good at marketing himself, but he's not very good at running businesses because they all go fucking bankrupt. He won't put his tax returns out there, which is an issue of transparency. American uh, presidential candidates put out all their information when requested because it, may- it goes, it may- shows everybody, this is what I believe in, this is what I spend money on, these are the charities I'm involved in. This is the sort of person I am. Trump won't do it. He keeps saying, oh, my taxes are being audited. I'll release it when the audit's finished. It's a beautiful audit. It's a great audit. It's a terrific audit. I love audits. I should be complaining about audits, but I don't complain about audits because it's a great audit. I'll release it when they're finished. And it's like, mate, um, Ronald Reagan was the most corrupt motherfucker in that office up till now. And even he released his tax returns while they were being audited. What have you got to hide? Is it possibly that, as Hillary Clinton pointed out at the debate, which is the reason why we're bringing this up, by the way, um, as Hillary Clinton pointed out at the first presidential candidacy debate, is it because the last time he released his tax returns was under pressure a few years ago, about 15 years ago, when he needed to do it to help him secure the rights to build a casino? Mm. Like, he did it for a business reason and then kept it very hush-hush after that. So he's got something to hide. There is a giant orange ball sack in a wig running for president and a terrifyingly large amount of very vile, backward-minded people are supporting him. You know what I think? Yeah? I think he does have a secret. What's that? I think Donald Trump is a supervillain. What? Motherfucker! We've decided to set ourselves a little challenge here. We've not prepared for this, but basically Donald Trump is a real-life freaking supervillain. So, we are going to try now and come up with a list of, let's say, three supervillains who are worse than Trump. I genuinely mean that. Now, obviously, like, let's be honest, we're talking about comic books, the whole, like, the whole of comic book fiction. You could obviously say, like, well, Galactus eats planets, but Galactus eats planets because that's how he stays alive. So there's a necessity. That is not a choice of maliciousness or nastiness. We now have to try and come up with our tiny little think tank. 
our cider-filled think tank. <laughs> and that's the researchers there vibrating away on the lines, giving us their research notes to help us out. <laughs> We're trying to figure out if there are any supervillains who are actually worse than Trump. Because here's the thing. The more you look at him, the more you go, I mean, that's... Oh, God. And again, we're not saying Hillary's clean. Hillary's got some pretty dodgy shit. She's got blood on her hands, metaphorically, and probably physically. Uh, depends on how hard she slapped Bill back in the 90s. But <laughs> she is not an ideal presidential candidate. History-making aside of the first female president, yeah, she's not an ideal president of the United States no, either. No, she's not. But people voted. <clears throat> this is the rock and the hard place that they've got to vote between. However, the hard place is covered in shit and circled by flies and has, has tiny little Nazi flags sticking out of it. Like Go the, for the rock. Yeah, go for the rock. The, the rock with a bit of a shady past that will have to come to the forefront. Yes. She will have to be open and honest. And after four years, you'll probably be able to vote for someone else and get rid of her. Yeah. Trump, probably be harder than that. So, obvious comparison is Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Is Lex Luthor, the greatest criminal mind, is Lex Luthor a bigger supervillain than Donald Trump. I mean, he's a similar kind of supervillain. He's, he's a evil businessman. Yeah. But he's actually a good... <laughs> I'm evil! Evil businessman! Um, but he's actually a businessman. <laughs> he, he rips open his suit to reveal another suit underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just suits all the way down. Endless suits. Um, <laughs> so he gets into a suit tattooed onto his skin. Um, <laughs> no? No? Let's look at it. Lex Luthor. Uh, let's, let's assume the, yeah. the sort of Lex Luthor that everyone kind of thinks of. Also, nowadays. Lex Luthor's been president. Let's not forget that. Yes. And didn't drag America into a black hole. No, did not do that. So, I mean, to be fair... We did can't... try and kill Superman. Yes. But that even then, that's that's racial. That's racial prejudice. Yeah. I'm not almost like the world... filthy alien. I'm almost let like the world get hit by a meteor because yeah. you're too busy trying to kill Superman. Yeah. Let us not forget. Yeah, was that in... Um... It was uh, Most Wanted. Ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the movie of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, God, we're taking, Pretty good. We're taking steroids and he snugs Amanda Waller. It's really pretty gross. Uh, <laughs> he's like, mmm, mm, pretty good. She looks terrified. Um, yeah, okay, okay. So he's already been president. So, yeah. I mean, there's a bit of it. There's definitely comparisons going on here. Uh, however, had Lex Luthor at least a good guy when it comes to not offending our eyes because he had the good grace to at least remove all of his hair when it yeah, yeah. I mean, if Trump would just go bald, maybe we'd have a little respect for him. He didn't drag that relationship in the mud, he just got a straight up divorce. <laughs> From his scalp fronts. Yeah. Uh, let's think. But then again, Lex Luthor always trying to kill an immigrant. He's never, got a, wall, he's never immigrant, got a wall though. up in front of Superman. He doesn't have a thing, about, he doesn't have a thing against Superman because he's an immigrant. He doesn't think about him because he's an alien. Yeah. And an illegal kind, alien. It's a different kind of xenophobia. But like, <laughs> he's very pro-humanist. He, he, yeah. he does... He's aloof and uncaring, but he does care about the human race. Yes, which Trump doesn't, because he only racist. cares about Trump cares about pockets of the human race, specific pockets of the human race is what he gets yeah. about. Yeah. So yeah. already Trump is worse than Luther. Here. Yeah. So we um, crossed Luther off the list, right there. I can't wait to see Trump's mech suit. Yeah. Um, his power suit. He's gonna he's gonna have one, isn't he? It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be a huge mech suit. It's gonna Victor be made of brick walls. Doom. Doom is another one. That is a perfect one to Again, go again. Um, An actual ruler. Yeah, politician, king. King of um, Latveria. Uh, <laughs> Emperor of Latveria. His, his mother set him up with a small loan <laughs> of 100 million black arts magic spells. Um, his mother is in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. 
uh, America will be if Trump is in charge. He's a dark scientist and a sorcerer. However, do, see, Doom is a lot more competent. Doom knows what he wants to do. He's very intelligent. He's a, like I said, scientist. Also, he is a ruler and he is a dictator, mm. but he's not a despot. His people are happy. Yeah, and he doesn't lie. He does not lie. He doesn't lie. If Doom says, I'm going to kill you, he's going to kill you. Well, he wouldn't say, I'm going to kill you. He's going to say, Doom will kill you, because he always yes. speaks in the third person. <laughs> um, he can absorb other businesses. Uh, he can become he the can. superior Iron he Man, can. and it's all fine. There's no um, higgly-piggly. There's no money to anyone. There's... He also doesn't go around suing everybody. No, he doesn't need to. So that's no, a win-win that. for Doctor Doom there. Um, um, making he, him more noble. He does like to do bizarre experiments and dissections on alien races. There's that one time he started dissecting... Asgardians, yeah. Very Prometheus. He did try to go to hell and retrieve his mother and did it by by sacrificing his childhood sweetheart in a ritual sacrifice. Is this the Doctor Strange? No, the Iron Man crossover. No, that's from um, Fantastic Four. Is it like... It's the, um, like Mike Ringo era. Yeah, While Mike, we Wade, burn, Wade, he burns Wade, Reed's face with yeah, his hands. Yeah, yeah, Wade Ringo, yeah. Um, um, rest in peace, you freaking genius. Mm. Um, okay, so there's a lot more nobility going on here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's twisted, but he's got he's got reasons. Yeah, Trump, like, he, yeah. he sacrificed. He sacrificed his childhood sweetheart. <laughs> like, forget morality. Doom he sacrificed his childhood sweetheart so he could rescue his mother from hell. Doom is many things. He's, Trump he's sacrifices petty, apparently. Putting money down on businesses. Doom is petty though, because he he's petty about Reed. But would Doom interrupt Hillary Clinton during a debate? Doom wouldn't feel he needed to attend the debate. <laughs> Doom would send a Doombot. Doom would send a Doombot. Doom, Doom would send a Doombot. Doom the would not grace the debate with his presence. <laughs> he just wouldn't say anything. <laughs> or if he did, he'd just he'd just stand there. Arms folded. No, arms, hands on hips. Not arms folded, hands on hips. Just stand there with his cape flowing. <laughs> and not saying anything. Just, I mean, you can't tell he's got a stone face because he's got a mask on, but his mask looks stony faced. Mr. Doom, uh, two minutes. Could you tell us what you would do about race relations with the United States? Silence. <laughs> Which already is a preferable sound to what came out of Donald's mouth during yeah, the debate. Yeah. Doom, though pure freaking evil, for the most part. Is he really evil, though? Yes. <laughs> Doctor Doom. Yes, that's what <laughs> he's, he's the most evil villain in he all of Marvel. He is pretty evil. Um, Doom, Doom, is, Doom is not as bad as Donald Trump. Okay. Trump's moving up again. Who do we, who do we stick in his way? Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn. Again. Manipulated his way to power. Yeah. Like, yeah. like asking Obama to produce his birth certificate and question his, 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 like, uh, heritage and everything. Had no his religion. Norman Osborne slowly dismantled S.H.I.E.L.D. by exposing the shit that Fury did. Although in that but case, Fury was, was a bad pretty guy. Pretty competent. He was competent. And he had great he cornrows. Was brought down. Great he was co- shit hair, but cornrows is better than whatever hair, the hell. It's better than whatever the hell Trump's wearing. Yeah. Um, way better shape from ever for a man of his age than Trump is. Yeah. I, I Although Trump is older than Norman Osborne, isn't he? Trump wouldn't fit into the Iron Patriot suit. No. No. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Although on Norman in Trump's defence, Norman Osborne didn't cameo in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. No. 
Um, oh. Trump will always have that over the other candidates. Bravo. Yeah. However, maybe maybe Norman did cameo in Home Alone 2. Maybe he flew around in the background on his glider. <laughs> Back to formula! <laughs> um, this again? Oh my god! <laughs> that was a um, callback to a previous episode of Big Dumb Cast. <laughs> Put it on the wiki. Um, <laughs> Big Dumb Wiki. Uh, oh, I'll give it a week. Um, so... so yeah. Um, all right. Uh, has he ever thrown a possibly already dead girlfriend of a teenager off a bridge? With Trump or an Osborne? <laughs> uh, Trump. Has Trump ever done uh, that? I don't know if Trump's done that. Trump may have had a sexual relationship with a 12-year-old at a party. Okay, Trump is already more evil than the Green Goblin. I was going to bring up the whole Gwen and the Grey Goblins thing, but let's be honest. It's never been confirmed, but it's... um, It's never been confirmed, but it has always been shuffled down the list of things the media talk about. There have been two separate lawsuits filed in two different states about the same thing, but... I mean, to be fair, I don't know if any character's going to outdo that now. No one knows if they're actually... I mean, yeah... No one knows if they actually did take place. I mean, with a man who's who's clearly got a dodgy moral character as Trump does, um, it's possible, but it may also just be someone trying to get a lot. But then that I don't want to get into victim blaming because if something did happen to this woman, mm. then she has every right to pursue justice. Um, yeah, because it, it keeps getting knocked back, and I'm not, but I'm not sure if that's because the case isn't legitimate or if that's because. It keeps getting knocked back because of Trump's influence. I don't know. This just got really dark. Yeah. I'm going to surprise me. I'm going to give Matt three seconds to throw in a joke. Let's put it this way. <laughs> One. Two. Three. I can't, I can't make a joke out of it. It wouldn't surprise me if Trump would, really did those things. Quickly, compare him to, a, compare him to a, a, a Nazi what's it? Uh, no, my cheese and... Oh! <laughs> oh. Trump goes Ooh, on point. Um, attention. Ooh. Uh, now, a lot. I've seen a few news articles <laughs> quote Trump as being the Joker. They yeah. said that Hillary's been Batman because she's been calm and collected in this debate and she fought him off. Trump's the Joker. Now, I think that's an insult to the Joker because the Joker is a, aside from Leto, a classy criminal. He is classy. He wouldn't be seen dead looking like uh, Donald, Donald Trump. Trump is not classy. He thinks he's classy. He is, in fact, attacky. Yeah. Attacky and I hate you. <laughs> he doesn't even go here. <laughs> yeah, it's you do school of rock art and bring girls. Pop culture's like, guys. Oh, yes. Um, oh, the mid-2000s. So, uh, yes. Uh, but here's the thing. I have an immediate comparison that knocks him above the Joker. Okay. In terms of evil. And that is this. Trump has had white supremacists endorse him. Yeah. And has hesitated to um, sever the the acceptance, uh, to get rid of their endorsement. He has hesitated to go, oh, I don't accept their endorsement. He won't. He hasn't said it about any of them. Mm. Yeah? Like, we're talking like ex-high grand wizards of the KKK have mm. endorsed him. Yeah? Um, yet, in the Captain America Batman crossover, the Joker and Red Skull team up. Until Red Skull wants to racially purify things and go full Nazi, and then the Joker's like, um, no, no, not a thing. And he sabotages the Red Skull's thing and like shoots him in the shoulder or whatever. What's he saying? Because he's like, I may be a psycho, but I'm an American psycho, you freak. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, no. Even the Joker. He wants to do to Nazi. Tries to oh. kill a Nazi. Yeah. For being a Nazi, not because it'd be funny. No one likes because Nazis. he's a Nazi. Now, it's, I'm not really, saying, it's no. really not a good 
It's no, really not, not a good look. We're not saying Trump is a Nazi, but when Keith Oberman whips out his list of 172 reasons why Trump shouldn't be president, and one of them is that he used to keep a copy of Hitler's speeches, a book compiling his speeches in his bedside cabinet, I've got to think that Trump's worse than the Joker. Which leaves us with only one last, one more villain. One final villain, sir. One final villain? One final villain. And that is, whatever the fuck you fight at the end of Marvel v. Capcom 2. <laughs> Because that's got to be the most evil villain, right? Because it's at the end and it's got it's no the final name. boss. Yeah, it's final boss. It's got yeah, to be the most evil villain. Final boss. Um, um, I don't think Trump's that evil. Do you think he, Trump's the final boss, or do you think he's like a mid boss? He's. I think Trump is the DLC boss. Okay. I, I think I think you have to put in time and effort to allow him to get where he is, so and is then it... you instantly regret it afterwards. Oh yeah. Like probably most Republicans. This yeah. is going to happen, isn't it? It's going to They're going to put a lot of time and effort into getting him in office and then they're going to really regret it immediately afterwards. Oh, Christ. God, how do we get so political? I don't know. It's, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. I mean, here's the thing. To our younger listeners, because I know we have a lot of teenage listeners as well. I'm going to say this to you. You might think now, oh, these guys are talking about politics. When you hit your mid-twenties... Oh, man, get involved. Politics is going to hit involved. you like a ton of bricks. I urge you to read more into it now and get ahead of time. But... When you hit your 20s, you're suddenly going to go, oh, this is actually kind of fascinating because it's frightening. People who are put in charge of things usually are terrifying people. And Trump is the personification. We declare him the world's greatest supervillain. We give you one solitary clap of well done. And eight stuck up fingers of piss off. That's like 16. Yeah, yeah, but Oh no, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just have a lot of fingers. <laughs> Alright? I don't know what to do with them. Well, how about you use them to pick a question? Uh... Segways are weird! So. Yes. I've been pulling thread. I always do it. Another question. What the balls? From our favourite. Your friend. And mine. <laughs> Is it a friend of ours? It's old Charlie. Yay! Okay. Hello, gonna, boys. I thought you were leading me on. I thought you were going to be like, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. emailed in to say... Long time listener, second time around. The podcast is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. A huge question. It's a big, beautiful big, question. I love this podcast. Big, uh, beautiful question. Hello, boys. LTL, SDW. He said... Wait. What? LTL, SDW. I... What? LTL. Yeah. STW. What's that? It is... Yeah. Love the licking. Oh. See the world. What's that? What? <laughs> you just made it up. Oh, you bastard. Long time listen to the second time writer. Oh my god, you turd. God, you don't listen to anything, do you? Nope. As I am very well aware, <laughs> having both watched you both, as I. From afar. As I'm through the well, curtains. As I'm very well aware, having both watched you both and having worked with Matt, actually, that's grammatically correct. Um, you are both very talented performers. Oh, Thank Bay. You. That's very nice of you. I said Bay because um, I like him that much. Don't say Bay. I'll put the B back in for you, Charlie. Um, Babe. I say, you, say B, you say Bay again, and I will force a B into that sentence. I'll go back in time and I will take a physical B, like a big letter B, like from a Sesame Street set, and I will force it into your mouth until it comes out. Um, anyway, one, one <laughs> giant mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Two threads to your life. Ah, ah, ah. Um, as a little exercise, I'd like for you both to imagine that both the current film continuities of both Marvel and DC Yarb. have yet to begin. What I'd like you both to do is to pitch a rough outline of initial phases. <laughs> the, 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 the phases. Time to change the 
face. Um, that's not. See how to face the church. Um, oh. For either company, oh, including right. major cast, major plots you'd like to cover, and how you leave things open for phase two. <laughs> However, given your respective acting talents, I must insist that you both cast each other. What in your franchises? What taking into account one? What the character doesn't have to be a lead, but it must be significant. An already established comic character and must appear in more than one film. Two. You're working with established characters, so of course there are limits, but there are ways you can shake up the established lore of a character by having either one of you portray them. Right, so what Charlie wants us to do he wants us to is repitch the Marvel or DC cinematic universe. Yeah, so we'll take one each. I'll t- I'm going to take Marvel. I'll take DC then. Yeah. Because you've right. you got a bigger DC well uh, than I do. I've got a bigger DC. Oh, oh, you can't prove that in court, and my doctor says that's perfectly normal. You can fit a um, whole B in there. <laughs> A giant bee! And we've got to cast each other in our respective franchises. As a, not necessarily a lead, but a significant character who appears in more than one film. Okay. Ooh. Right. Okay. Okay. All and right. we may wish to shake up established characters by putting either, by having either one of us betra- <laughs> portray them. Apologies for the very long and rambling nature of the email. I'm sure it's full of enough grammatical errors to make Matt fit to burst. Charlie O'Gon was excellent. Gold star. <laughs> But I'd very much like to hear your thoughts, boys. Boys. Keep up the good work. Love, Charlie. X. Oh, Charlie X. Charlie X. Happy birthday for this past week, you beautiful oh, yes. man. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. You, um, you look like you had a good one. <laughs> look like it probably hurt the day after. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, what um, can we do with that? Right. Well, okay. Uh, so, phase one of our respective cinematic universe. Yeah. I would... I think I would open... No, madam. <laughs> I think I would open. You have to. You've got to grab people's attention. Yeah. Iron Man did that simply by casting a controversial lead star. Let's face it. Robert Downey Jr. is a big reason. Part yeah, of like why he, people that, went, "Oh, I've got to watch he, it." He, every household name now because of his comeback with Iron Man. Yeah. People were like, "Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a superhero movie starring the coked up guy? Let's watch it." Um. Allegedly, that's where. Yeah, yeah. Bigly broken mic. Um. So, oh Christ. So, but I, if I don't have a recognisable actor for my opener, I need a recognisable character. What What movie would you open with, though? I would open with. Huh. See, I want to say Hulk, but I don't think Hulk could do it because the last experience the public would have had would have been Ang Lee's Hulk. Uh, mm, yeah. And that wouldn't exactly sell the character to people. So, oh wow, this is actually tougher than I thought. Do you know what? I'd open with Black Panther. Really? Yes. Why so? Because that would be the that would be the, the grab, I think. The first grab would be, holy shit, it's a superhero movie with an African-American lead. Well, not African-American, African. You've but already had Blade yeah, by this probably point. Be an African-American. Yes, but family friendly? Don't say okay. steel. Don't okay. say steel. Uh, no one should ever say steel. Steel's not friendly to anything. So you'd have an African main character. Actively harmful, yeah. It would be a superhero movie set in a different continent. Yeah, you could right. do more with that. Um, you'd probably have to cast your Black Panther with his face exposed so that you could sort of make the most of, like, the, the, the novelty of, like, here's your star in your movie. You wouldn't want him to be completely covered for his first film um, because it would be kind of like, oh, that's a bit... That's a bit shit. Because otherwise it'd just be like three or four scenes where he has to have his mask ripped off because that's how it all went in the 2000s. So I'd start with Black Panther. Yeah. You'd get everybody with a new kind of flavour. Then, for the second movie, that is when I would shift you back to America to do Captain America. Um, oh, shit! No, do you know what? My Black Panther movie would be about King T'Chaka's Black Panther 
So, like, comic book style, he was a warrior too. Not a portly senator man. Well, not a portly king. I think they're implying that he was he the Black was, Panther when he was younger, yeah. And now has is, is yeah. aged. But yeah. I, I would, so I'd do T'Chaka and I'd set it in, like, sort of the, uh, say, like, 40s, 50s, right? Yeah, all right. Young T'Chaka. Then you do Captain America and you set that in uh, the 40s, World War II. You do a period piece. You have a damn good time with it, as you would. Then you bring in <laughs> Iron Man for your third movie, which you set in the uh, sort of mid-80s. So again, it's still in the past. Oh, so you're going period? Uh, yeah, but with Iron Man, I like that. it's I like that a lot. still about Stark. But this is how you could get away with younger Stark. Stark the Younger being your Iron Man. Well, you, you don't do... do what the comics did and go back in time and get a younger teenage Iron Man no. to fight the now no. evil old Iron Man no. and get no. a heart transplant. No. And... No? No. no? No. Oh, shit! No, do you know what? It is about Tony Stark, right? But he's, he's younger, so he's like 20. About, yeah. Say yes. about 20. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you do that, you start Iron Man. Yeah. And then... <laughs> you do Thor. Holy... <laughs> With Thor, you go mystic. But when you do the Earthbound stuff, you set it in the 90s, and then you have him do a bit of the cap kind of time travel thing, where his story wraps up at the close of his movie in the 2000s, going back to say whoever his connection is with in the so 90s. So these are all jumping forward. These are all slowly the... progressing. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. At the end of Thor, you establish the jump. We find out somebody has been keeping track of it all, because then you do Avengers, right? Avengers is with... Brought, out, brought back Captain America. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to make that part of the plot somehow, I guess. Uh, so it's possible the Red Skull could be the villain, because that could be like a tie-in. You wouldn't have your Loki follow through, you'd have Red Skull. Uh, you have T'Challa's Black Panther. Yeah, because of course... It's the... Would you have mm. Would you have had T'Chaka fight with... Oh, God, Captain imagine! America T'Chaka, T'Chaka... No, 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 and I have T'Chaka be involved in, like, sort of the seeds of the Second World War... Because then that could be your tying thread, like Hydra stuff. Use that to yeah, tie yeah. into World War Two for the Captain America film. <laughs> Excuse me. The carry-on of, of Hydra, like all the Armenzola kind of stuff, would then leak into the Iron Man movie, which would then lead into the mystic shit getting involved in Time for Thor. So basically, Thor brings in the mystical element that supercharges the Hydra element that's been going throughout the film so far, so that when it comes to your Avengers movie, it's basically super-powered Nazis fighting T'Challa's Black Panther, thawed out Captain America, Thor the God of Thunder, um, I'm going to chuck in Black Widow because Black Widow's freaking great, and Black Widow could be where you take Phase 2. She's the one who you follow into Phase 2 for the next movie, because it should have happened. And... The runner of the Avengers, the guy sorting it all out, is, as he would be at this point, about forty, late 40s, early 50s, Tony Stark, who is your Nick Fury-esque guy who holds it all together and provides them with everything they need, with Riri Williams, if that is her name, I can't remember. What's her I'm name? I'm not sure what her name is, I've not been following her. Basically the new Iron Man. Yeah. The, the girl who's Iron Man now. Okay. Shake it up like that. Okay. And the role of Thor, the God of Thunder, would be played by Matthew Watson. I have to get sober. Because... I have to get sober. Because, although... No, well, alright. I'm going to make you film it like this. If you, if you think you need to tank up for Thor, Shit, you're going to yeah. film your Thor scenes later. Because first, I'm going to force feed you chicken for two months. Oh, God. So you can record your scenes as Volstag. <laughs> and then you I play Thor. I want you to be Volstag and Thor. Okay. Because we've always called you a Viking. So Thor makes sense. 
But I think you would make a fucking great Volstagg as how well. How do you think I, w- I would shake up the, the state of core of Thor? <laughs> well, you'd be less... Because you, oh, if you want to hench up, you can hench up. That's your choice. You, yeah. you're, you're the actor. You can approach us whoever you like. But okay. um, Will do. you'd be less the smouldering handsome lead mm. and more the tick shouting and laughing happily into a hail of bullets kind of Thor. <laughs> you would be you would be you would be the diner scene Thor smashing coffee cups and loving every fucking minute of it throughout the movie. <laughs> so you'd get the gravitas, you'd get okay. the booming like right. I um I would have words with thee, you'd get all that in, but at the same time you'd be loving every damn second of smacking your hammer upside I would actually love of that. a giant That's freaking rock troll's true. face. So um yeah, well done. You are the mighty Thor oh. in this imaginary Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Oh, God, I have to work out so much. Uh, you will get a oh, sequel God. in Phase 2, but your sequel will introduce uh, oh. Loki. Um, and you'll probably follow the Black Widow movie. Black Widow movie will be first. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's that's my that's my off-the-top-of-my-head oh, pitch for a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Please don't yeah. cast me as Ace the Bat-Hound. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> What have I got to cast you as? Okay, so with DC... Um, Do you want a can of Coke, by the way? I love a can of Coke. <laughs> Crack one out, Cocker. We're not sponsored, but if they want to sponsor us, that's fine. Coke is it. Coke is it. Um, oh, I'll have cherry, thanks. Oh, baby. Nothing can ever bring DC. So the thing with DC is, is I think you have to make Superman the first. I agree. He is, he Do is, I need to start lifting weights? He is the beacon <laughs> to which all of the superheroes flock. It's true. Alright. So, I think we have... Therefore I am. See, Man of Steel did a lot of things right, actually. I In it being... A film. A film. And it had a cape in it. There was a cape in it. Yeah. And he wore some blue... And so it, it, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> the, thing, the thing with Man of Steel is, for the first half, of it I was like, "Is this gonna? If this keeps going the way I think it's gonna go, I might actually quite like this because it's got him wandering the world, finding it, like finding himself, just helping out where he can, and then disappearing and be like, oh, maybe is this is what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? And then be like, okay, no, I need to step up, be a hero. This is my heritage." So we da-da. have oh man, that handsome theme tune. It's so da-da-da. good. We have a more joyful da-da. Superman, and I, I think you just straight up adapt Birthright. Oh, good point. Like, it's just that there's just that that whole opening, yeah. opening sort of a couple of issues where he's in Africa and he's investigating the tribes and he gets involved in the dispute. Oh, that's such a good thing. And it's, it's such a, it's such an unusual way to open a Superman. Yeah. Not origin story per se, but like a like a conception story. Like he's just out of college. He's got his journalism degree. He's working as a freelance journalist. He's in Africa. He's like, he gets involved <laughs> in this local thing. He's like, oh, and it's someone's death. He's like, oh, no, I can make a difference here. I need to work out how to use my powers. And then in, in coming into in the in birthright, he's got the tablet which he can't translate, but um. Then he, he's like, "Oh, but this is what they looked like, <laughs> and this is my this is clearly the symbol of my family. So I can use this and let my old family live on, inspired by the lessons that my new family's taught me." Wait, are you saying your Superman movie would be full of hope? He's an inspiration. <laughs> That's why he has to be the first one because he is he inspires the rest. Well, he doesn't inspire Batman, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, um, mince. 
So, okay. Okay. So you have the Batman, you have the Superman movie, and it's very birthright it, and it's Lex Luthor's the villain, and Lex... Played by Donald Trump. <laughs> Played by Donald Trump, yes. And Lex can't handle the fact that, um, you know, he can't handle the fact that Superman's coming in and he's stronger than him, and he's and he finds the kryptonite and all that good stuff. And it's, you know, it's the classic Superman, and he puts Lex in prison. He doesn't put Lex in prison, but they have the confrontation of being like, Superman, I know what you're up to. And let's go. Oh, it's a nothing. And that enmity starts, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think you just straight up adapt Birthright with the um, with Lex like trying to make him look like a villain and then it backfiring on him. I think that's a good shout. Um, Birthright, Birthright is a good, a very good template. Absolutely. And also, it's just it's joyous in comparison but, to what we've had. So that's a good way to start. Birthright does. I mean, Man of Steel does take what Birthright does with the Kryptonians being an invasion being the being the big bad, but in Birthright it's all a ruse by Luther to make Superman look like the villain, and it backfires on him. I think that's the way you need to go with it. Um, so that would be my first movie, but and it's a big but in spandex. A big part of that movie would have to be Clark Kent's Die on the Daily Planet. Yeah, boy, and meeting. Oh. Not only Lois Lane. Right. I can see where you're going here. But young, excitable... Oh, shit. <laughs> young, excitable um, web content writer. Oh, snap. Christopher Johansson, a.k.a. Jimmy Olsen. Oh, I've got to get ginger! All, all black and really hot. Um, <laughs> and Jimmy's a bit of a... You know, he's a, he's a bit of a, a cloud cuckoo lander. He's, you know, he's got... He's heard things about this guy who's jumping off rooftops in Gotham and scaring the criminals there. There's a guy, in, there's, apparently there's, in Central City, people keep seeing red flashes. People are being saved by a red flash. There's a warrior woman in South America. <laughs> and near uh, Coast City, in the Ferris Air Base, there's been reports of strange lights in the sky. So you I'm start to already. you start to you start to feed the seeds of the this larger universe through Jimmy is like this he's, he's he's not like a conspiracy theorist he's not like a ancient aliens man but he's you know he's he's open minded and he's excitable and he's a bit of a he's he wants to believe in 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 in, in the fantasy when Superman turns up in front of him and again you just take that moment from Birthright where. Um, Superman saves the chopper with Jimmy and Lois in. And boom, you've got it's like, oh my god, it's all true. <laughs> Everything's true. Because look, it's Superman. So that's your Superman movie. And then. Then you have Batman. <laughs> which. <laughs> would take place. Around the same time as the climax of the Superman movie, but Batman's been Batman for a little bit. Okay. It's not another origin story. Thank Christ. It's not quite year one. Maybe year two. I'll raise you year three. And you get you get little <laughs> bit, you don't you know, you get little bits of his origin and you sort of see him at first from the perspective of the criminals only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you get enough for newbies to grasp the concepts. Yeah. 
But also, like, so, so, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's like year two, so it's post year one. Yeah, and you see, maybe, maybe <laughs> as, as the numbering would suggest, maybe Olsen tries to get an interview with Bruce. Um, <laughs> but anyways, and it's uh, it would be you know very street level crime. I wouldn't go for the Joker straight away. I might go for the Penguin Ooh. because that's when you start to bridge the escalation from mobster into the more fantastical sort of like. He's not supernatural, but no. he's twisted and he's ugly and he's got a sense of... No, he's Hi- not, heightened reality. Yeah, he's not it. got the yeah. same sense of theatricality as the Joker's got, but he's got a flair mm-hmm. and he's got a presentation style. And yeah, why not have his umbrellas? Because he's, he's, a, he's a gun runner. Of course he's going to carry concealed weapons. Why not hide it in an umbrella? It goes <laughs> with the rest of his image. Um, <laughs> maybe have some sort of assassination plot by Oswald Cobblepot, not long return to the Gotham Underground against Bruce Wayne so Batman has to has to defend himself from the penguin without giving up his identity yeah so it's the big so up to now he's only really been going up against organised crime and street level stuff but this is his but penguin's organisation when penguin returns to Gotham he brings sort of an international element with him and that's that movie okay and again you've got the background stuff of Little, just little nuggets here and there, like like the newspaper headline in Ant Man, you get with, uh, that mentions all the the Sokovia stuff, things like that, mentioning okay. the Central City Blur and the Ferris Air UFO and things like that. Then <laughs> you get naked and party. Then I think we'll get Wonder Woman. Fuck yeah! Can I just make a prediction? What? You can have the Trinity and then Justice League to bring in everyone else. Because that makes so much sense! You start with your heavy yeah. hitters and then phase two would be the the, the lesser yeah. known names. Oh, so you have a Wonder Woman movie. Beautiful. Which is, you know... Everyone's wanted since forever. For starters. Steve Trevor. Hi there, I'm Steve Trevor. You know, taking on, uh, <laughs> say, drug cartels in South America. I'm taking on drug cartel with the military. Gets shot down. Oh, shit. Loses the rest of his squad. Oh, no. Washes up on an island. Boom. Diana, Princess in the Amazons. Hello. He's like, what are you doing out here? He's like, I'm trying to bring justice. And, you know, he impresses upon her, like, oh, the thing, you know, we're trying... People are using women and children as as slaves to, you know, spread poison to to, to people and prey on the weak. He's like, well, that sounds pretty shitty. I'm going to change it. Mum, I'm going to change it. Diana, if you leave, <laughs> you won't come back. No, I, I think I should go, Mum. It's been too long since we've been to the outside world. It's a man's world. Wait, is that a jacuzzi full of large, yeah. voluptuous women? Uh, maybe we should stay. No, we're going. We're going, Steve. We're so, going. <laughs> she takes Steve Trevor back to America. And it's it's a bit of a fish out of water. So I prefer going back to one of the major cities in, in the state. Maybe have it in Gotham. I don't know where Steve Trevor's from. Maybe have it in Gotham, somewhere where it's, where it's not, maybe not Gotham, but somewhere where, you know, there's a big drug problem. Yeah. Just, he's like, okay, well, let's take the fight to them. And then it's a covert reveal of, of him being like, Lo, I, I found this, this woman. And then you were suddenly going, oh yeah, we've been watching some of these things happen for a while. Mm. Uh, and that's when you get your sort of, um, it's not quite the Iron Man, but you, there's moments throughout the first, like, because a couple in Iron Man 2, where well, you like, get hints of the other stories. Like, oh yeah, no, they're not Superman, dude. Yeah, we knew about him beforehand. We just didn't say anything. Yeah, uh, that 
the Batman dude, we're not sure about that. Mm-hmm. We're not sure who's funded him, but he's scary. We're just keeping our distance. Yeah. There's definitely something going on in Central, in Central City. And the Ferris Air stuff, that's Black Ops. We can't talk about it. But yeah, cool. <laughs> Can we uh, work with that? And so one of them was like, yeah. She played by Christopher Walken. Yeah. Okay. Um, We talked about casting Jesus. That's Um, right. That's okay. Don't um, cast Jesus. He's not in these movies. Unless that's your big twist. It's like in lieu lieu of a um, Snyder Superman, you've just got Jesus on the Justice League. I don't know why I cast a Superman because he's such a beefcake. (laughs) Can we cast John Hamm as Superman, John Hamm as Batman, and John Hamm as Wonder Woman? No. Oh, I want to play against John Hamm. We're going to have... John Hamm as Batman, John Hamm as Batman, John Hamm as Batman. Aubrey Plaza as Lois Lane. Ooh, we're gonna have. Ooh, that grows on me the more the seconds go by. Uh, we're gonna have. You, you need a youngish Batman, like a sort of early thirties Batman. He's not seasoned yet. A seasoned youthish Batman. Uh, something like. I'll take something. Give Army Hammer a shot. Oh, Go for it. Oh yeah, fuck it. Yeah, Army Hammer. Because I want to see it. He's been dying. I want to see been it. Dying to do it since I he want was, to see he's that. He's been dying to be Batman since he was cast yeah. as Batman. <laughs> like, let's give him the chance. Um, oh shit! Oh, I want to say Superman. I want to say Oscar Isaac Superman, but he's a bit too old. And I don't want a massive age gap between the Superman actor and the Lois Lane actor. Although I guess Oscar Isaac's in their thirties. Oscar Isaac's forty something, I think. Isn't he? Oscar Isaac. But he's got the he's got the he's got the charm. For Oscar that, Isaac's in his forties. I'm not having that. Oscar, how old is Oscar Isaac? I'm not having that. Hey, what's the age? Send your answers in on a postcard. And uh, Aubrey Plaza. How old is Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac is. <laughs> oh my god. Oscar Isaac is thirty-seven. Oh damn! He's thirty-seven. How would have pegged him at thirty-seven? Yeah, he's a bit. Too... But then again, you could have started these movies in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So, so he would yeah, have yeah. been thirty-three. Old... No, but I would have started him in like two thousand and. Which is the Jesus age of Snyder's Superman? God, man! How old's Aubrey Plaza? <laughs> Aubrey Plaza is. <sighs> Aubrey Plaza is thirty-two. Chris Evans is Superman. Because, oh shit! You would have snatched him up before Captain Aubrey America. Plaza was Lois Lane. Okay, yeah. How's Chris Evans? Um, <laughs> you have to dye his hair. But fuck it. Why not? Um, Army Hammer Batman. Chris Evans is thirty-five. He's only two years younger than Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Army Hammer Batman. Please, please, just just give Gina Carano. Wonder Woman, Gina Carano, Wonder Woman, yeah. Just, just Why give it to her. No. Just give oh, it to her. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just Gina Carano. Gina Carano's 34. Other names, Conviction or Crush. Which is a freaking Crush. Yeah. Uh, who's that, who's that you suggested? A- a- Adrian Pilecki. Who was... Um, Adrian Pilecki. Who's who, that? She, so, she was <clears> Wonder <throat> Woman in the pilot that didn't get taken to series. Oh, shit! Miss Perkins yes. and John Wick. Oh, shit. And she's um she's Bobby in Agents of Shield. Yeah. Mockingbird. She's Mockingbird. Um God you'd be getting you'd be swooping a couple of these guys up. Oh yes. Then again, my franchise wouldn't have them. Although now I'm sad because I don't get Chris Evans as Captain um, America. God damn. You can have John Krasinski. I'm having John Hamm. I'm taking John Hamm. <laughs> I would love John Hamm Superman, but he is too old at this point. John Hamm Batman would be amazing, but not um, a year two Batman. Again, he not is a year too two old. Batman. Um, yeah. Uh, so there yeah. is an alternate universe out there where John Hamm is Batman. Taron Egerton is is uh, older Dick Grayson Robin, and everything is right with the world. Awesome. 
<laughs> so you've got a Wonder Woman movie with Wonder Woman teaming up with Steve Trevor. Let's make Steve Trevor. I don't know. Yeah, so, so give it to Chris Pine. Give it to Chris. No, do you know no, what? Do you know what? Do you know who played him already and did a good job? Nathan Fillion. Nathan make it Fillion? Nathan Fillion. All right, let's make it Nathan. This, Fillion. this is Nathan Fillion. Like three um, years ago, he's not doing Castle in your universe. No. Assumedly. God. Like he can he can buff up a little, um, but Steve Trevor doesn't need to be buff. He just needs to be a believable soldier. Yeah, and Fillion could do that. I think. Yeah, yeah, I so, think so. Yeah, um, <laughs> and a vet as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, he loves and animals. I think, hey. And it, and it's a, you know it's not it's not a it's not a it's not a prim and pretty Wonder Woman. She's a you know she's tough and she's gritty and she likes tying people up. Um, and you know they eventually. Tying up Regina Carano. Could Jimmy Olsen have a scene with? You betcha. Um, so it's basically like... Thank you for this, Charlie. That's going to be keeping me awake for a take, few hours. Taking Wonder Woman uh, and helping Steve Trevor to take down the cartels in South America, liberate child and woman slaves and sort of empowerment against the... Defending the weak and stuff like that. Um, all good stuff. Then we do World's Finest. Oh, that's the first That's the first movie with the crossover. Yeah. You can't, is, but, but is it the Trinity? Yeah, it's Trinity. So it's, okay. ba- it's, it's Batman and Superman being like... And it is... It is that tension of like, I don't know if I like what that guy's doing over in Gotham. He's like, that guy's weird. <laughs> Not, I if there's, talk to him. If there's even a 1% chance that he could kill everybody, we have to treat his nap so certainty. It's just, he's unusual. And I think, I want to get the, I want to get the lay of the, the land with this guy. I want to make sure he's a good person. Lex is doing something untoward in Gotham. So Batman gets involved, and then Superman gets involved, mm. and then they're both like, I'm not sure about you, but let's work together. Um, it's a reluctant partnership. Yes. They're like, mm. And then they're getting the lay of each other as they're taking down Lex's organisation within Gotham and then across Metropolis. And then the government are like, oh. Steve Trevor's division are like, oh, well, this is. They're working together, huh? Because they've got surveillance on this stuff. Like, yeah. Okay, Steve. I don't need to take that iron and see what you can find out. And I'm like, oh, awesome. <laughs> Turns out that Lex has got his hands on some uh, apocalypse tech. Oh, tits! And he's trying to he's trying to reverse engineer it and open and operate a mother box. And then he ends up summoning some nasties. Please tell me that Granny Goodness is the main villain of I your world's finest movie. With, probably go with Steppenwolf with like the damn. vanguard of it and being like, damn, I'm damn, here damn. now, and then being like, uh, okay. Um, and I brought Granny Goodness. Yes, um, and then, <laughs> played so by Betty White. You do get the um, <laughs> you get a parademon invasion fought off by Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Okay, and then you yeah. set up Apocalypse, uh, Darkseid for mm-hmm. Justice League. But you save Justice League for the end of your second Justice, phase. No, right? Justice League is the end of the first phase. Okay, so we're only four movies in, and we've got two more. Oh shit! We've got okay. Green Lantern. We've got the Flash. Please tell me Green Lantern's about John Stewart. Not Green the Green Lantern, have... the late night talk show. <laughs> Green Lantern's going to have John Stewart in it, I think. John Stewart, okay. John Stewart was a military man. Yeah, okay. But he was in the, in the army, he wasn't a pilot. Maybe John Stewart is working with Steve Trevor. Yeah, John Stewart can be a Steve. Yes, John Stewart's in Steve Trevor's squad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and they get reunited, they get separated at the start of Wonder Woman, which is when yeah. Steve Trevor gets. And then John Stewart gets captured. Yeah. And, he's re- and he's rescued by John, uh, by Steve and Diana at the end of the Wonder Woman movie. Okay. He was part of the unit. Yeah. Then he's sent as a liaison to find out what's going on with all these weird goings on in the Ferris Airfield. So Turns you've out, already had the Hal and the, like, Hal's been given the powers again, and everything. we're not doing origin stories, we're doing all the <laughs> media. We do an origin so story through come, someone else's eyes exactly. by telling the origin. Exactly. Yeah. 
So you get like to... Batman, like the 89 Batman. Yeah, you get to Hydra and Hydra's a test part of the transport. It turns <laughs> out they reverse engineering aircraft from a crashed spaceship. Okay. Um, it's all you know. The government <laughs> knows about it, but it's it's, it's segment. It's compartmentalized information. Yeah. So the metahuman division doesn't know about this. Okay. They also don't know about the ring. Oh. That Hal, Hal took, took from, from the, the spacecraft. From the spacecraft. From, oh. Okay. Um, and it's not until. Uh, <laughs> and Hal's, Hal's not been using the ring. No. He's got it. He's afraid to put it on. And sometimes it talks to him. But it's called to him, yeah. And it's oh, like, shit. Hal Jordan, you have, uh, what is it? You have the ability, you have, you have oh, I can't remember what it says to, what it says to Green Lantern. It's like, you have great will, but you have the ability to, you have the ability to resist fear or, some, or overcome fear or something like that. And it keeps, <laughs> until it, you become a great big purple, yellowy cloud in the sky. It whispers space. to him. And then when John Stewart arrives and starts poking his nose into everything, and everything becomes a bit more, and they've got more government eyes on them rather than just their segmented off. Mm-hmm. Uh, extraterrestrial division it starts to talk louder Ooh. <laughs> and he ends up putting it on <gasps> snap boom he's on over so we get we do get the origin in a way yeah but not in a here are all the steps yeah, yeah. the groundwork's been laid well, down we just get to to, we just get to watch him well then but then because I know because I want the threat to come from space and I want it to come from his time in Owa, like he has a he has a mission that goes bad, right? And okay. something follows him back to Earth. Mm, not sure what, um, which he then has to take on. Um, and again, Jimmy Olsen is flitting out of these movies as like, or even Jimmy and Clark and, and Lois are popping mm. up in like press liaisons and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I show up for two days like, filming and get my paper. Yeah, they'll all be okay. like, they'll all be like, whenever the, the, the finale is going down, they'll be like, oh, what? Can we get a scoop? Can we get a scoop? Maybe maybe Clark will always can we be, get a scoop with maybe extra Clark raisins? Will always be lagging behind, or I'll be like, if we go to run off, and like you'll see him put his hand on his collar, and then he'll see like Green Lantern fly over, and he's like, maybe I, maybe he's got this, and he'll just sort of settle back, yeah, and, and wait. <laughs> um, and then the Flash movie again, not an origin story. We'll just have him running around, and then it'll be an origin story for something like uh, Zoo. Uh, it'll be Reverse Flash, okay. time traveling or something. Oh no, it'll be the Rogues. It'll be the it'll be the Rogues. So it'll be like. He'll have already put a bunch of these people away, and then they start working together to to do a jailbreak. And so it's sort of um, it's sort of a gauntlet of villains that are already established before the movie starts, but it re-establishes them to the audience by making Flash run the gauntlet of all the villains. That uh, run, uh, hey, very good, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> which is actually how I learned about a lot of Flash's villains because there's a similar plotline in the Flash Annual that I had as a kid, ah. which is a, which is a what if future story, but he has to run a gauntlet of villains. Okay, um, and it's how I got introduced to a lot of Flash villains. Um, so, and then... Which is already better research than Zack Snyder. You've not just Amazon searched no, no, the name no. of The Flash and read the first thing that came up. And then you get to Justice League, which is um, the Trinity reaching out to the other metahumans, which would be Flash, <clears throat> uh, Green Lantern, and I think you need to introduce someone else, so... Like, and introduced in this movie, in this mm. character, in this... Plastic Man! Character. Plastic Man. <laughs> Uh, I would probably go with Plastic Man, the Atom, because Ray Palmer can be yeah, the tech guy. Yeah, the Atom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I probably go with the Atom or John Johns, Martian Manhunter. He gathers it because he he's like the next wave of thing that arrives, and he's like, um, I need your help. Yes, he arrives from Mars ahead of the Apocalypse invasion. Yeah. 
Um, he can still have Ray Palmer rock up in it, but maybe yeah, not yeah. in the Atom persona. The Apocalypse, yeah. the, the, the Apocalypse <laughs> troops are using the White Martians as, as a forerunner. Mm-hmm. So John's... Oh, she has some White Martian action. Yeah, so White Martians take out Mars. John's arrives on Earth. The Justice League come together and are like... And he, ma- he arrives on Earth and makes a fuss. Yeah. Like, he's not like... It's not like secret. He's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's like causing like accidental devastation in one of the cities. He's like, he's escaping from White Marshall. White Marshall's coming after him. And then, and then so Superman immobilizes and Batman's like, oh, jetting in. And then um, Wonder Woman's like, oh, de- deploy with Steve Trevor and his squad. Like, the Wonder Woman has this squad of like troops with her all the time. She's like leading this squad with Steve. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, fucking love. Uh, Diana Prince and <laughs> I'm watching you imagine your Gina Carano led army of troops in your yeah, head and then like, just like oh this visual's amazing this looks so badass and they get together and the rescue drones like what Martians come in but then they're, they're, they're not like they're not coming to attack they're running they're running from dark side <laughs> and then fucking they're getting ready to like try and work out what they know from Darkseid, from what they learned about from the from the Parademons, and what they learned from Steppenwolf when they fought him. And what also is quite like, good about this is you've got three heroes who are prepared for something bigger to be yeah, coming because they've already worked together. Because this is where you can get in your Grant Morrison near godlike Batman. Like mm-hmm. he's been prepping since the Trinity, since the world's finest movie. He's been studying about. He's like, already got his files on how to take out Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because Lex oh, is shit. Tonight. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So he already knows how he's going to take them out. And he's like flashing, like mm, I'll work something out for you. Green Lantern, mm, yeah, I'm working that for you as well. I'll get there. I'm always thinking about it. You don't know it, but I'm always thinking about it. But I don't want to be into like, Batman, I want to be like, I want to be like, sorry, once more for the, once more for the jury. I don't want to be like, I want to be like, so he's more, he's more like the animated series Kevin Conner Batman, he's like, he's, he's not, he's not grinning, but he's got a, a wryness to him. Yeah. Um, he's not as intense. It's not a nasty um, pasty. It's got to be lighter in tone. It's got to be lighter yeah. in tone than what we've got now. So the whole thing's got to be colourful and fun and, and, but, but, and exciting. Batman can be darker. Batman, but, the Batman absolutely but he's, will be darker. He's the exception. But he's lightened. And through world, through the world's finest movie, I think you'll see like Bruce and Clark sort of differing approaches sort of rubbing off on each other. Yeah. Maybe that ends up being a vital part of the resolution of that plot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, just as he ends with them with the, um, pushing back Darkseid, okay, as a, as a Justice League and the formation of the Justice League. Then in Phase Two, you end Phase Two with the death of Superman. Okay, because you earned it. Because you got, got the, you so the There's it. a Superman movie in your Phase Two. Another as well. Superman. So you got yeah. Superman. So you got technically a Superman trilogy with Superman World's Finest. What four Superman World's Finest Justice League and then another Superman movie, mm. another solo Batman movie. Then you do the Joker. Ooh, okay, yes. Got to do the Joker in the second one. It's, it's all about escalation. Um, but you also, again, you have... Thingies, right? Another Wonder Woman. Um, then I Another World's do... Finest, but this time you do, like, Green Lantern and Flash or something like that. I would do Green Lantern and Green Arrow. <laughs> I mean... Okay. So I didn't choose... Oh, God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. A thousand um, times, yes. So somehow can that be the film that suggests that John that John Stewart's going to become a Green Lantern as well? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I think they're good. I think recruiting him in your second and, Justice League movie would be I a wise decision, especially because you're going to need all the hands you can get. Another Flash movie would be might be overkill. I don't know if I want to do another Flash, um, but I would do. I kind of want to do Blue and Gold. 
She's a boost of old reveal. Holy shit, I was going to say, I haven't heard him referred but, to yeah. as that. But then I need to get some more women in there, but then you look at DC Superheroines and you've got, you could do Hot Girl, but not Keon Hot Girl. Batgirl's too early in Batman's script for Batgirl. No, don't, don't do Green Lantern, Green don't do Green Arrow, Green Lantern, do Green Arrow, Black Canary. <gasps> okay, yes, I'm sold. Because by this point the world's enjoying all the movies and they're yeah. up for a new, this is where you're going to need the freshness. Shaking back to put the freshness back, and that freshness is going to be fishnet tights yeah. and a weird goatee, not on the same person. And then have Flash <laughs> and Green Lantern pop up supporting characters in the other movies, rather than have movies of their own. Okay. Maybe. I don't want that. to do too many, because there's a lot of movies in all those phases, so. Then everyone got a sequel in Marvel Phase 2, didn't they? <laughs> in Marvel Phase 2. Marvel Phase uh, 2. Only three of them did Cap, Iron Man, and, and Thor. I hope they didn't, I suppose. So, yeah, that's what I do. Hard. That's why I do. do it hard. Wow, that was a long question. Nice one, though, Charlie. So, that was yeah, nice one. That was good. I, I'm, I think I might revisit that. I mean, bit. I'm happy to play Jimmy Olsen across multiple movies, but... I think... I, 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 give, you, I give you a hammer. I think and dual roles. Thinking and about our respective Marvel and DC. So, you think about your DC, I'll think about my Marvel one, because I've got okay. ideas for Marvel. Um, Big my, idea, same. In my ideal world, in my ideal world, Marvel would have all of its licenses. Ah, so it would okay. A similar pattern to the '60s Marvel. Yeah. With the Fantastic Four being the first. <gasps> oh, see now, oh, see if that was on the table. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn um, it! Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, I'm done with that, G homie. Oh god, because then if you do Spider-Man movie, you could have the whole Amazing Spider-Man issue one thing of him going to the Fantastic Four and be like, hey, I want to be a member. They're like, who the hell are you? Which is why I'm looking to forward to Homecoming being set in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> um, oh. Okay. Awesome. Well, <laughs> we've run pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of time for a couple of our questions for our regular feature. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favourite new segment. <laughs> our our favourite and yours. <laughs> Matt and Chris, two lifelong Doctor Who fans, reluctantly answer Doctor Who questions. I've um, got a couple. First one from uh, Jean-Luc Harry on a uh, on email. Hi, Jean-Luc Harry. Hi, Don. Hello, Big Damn Cast. How's life going? And not unaboarded. Um, <laughs> my cue for you is, is Chris looking forward to getting his hands on a Nardole action figure when they come out? Um, I will take it. I will rip off its head and then I will probably stick that head up its bum. Uh, you still not watched it, have you? No. Uh, Nardole is as Nardole does. <laughs> Nardole is basically... If someone said to you, Matt Lucas plays a comedy, comic relief character in Doctor Who, that's Nardole. What you're already imagining is what happens. And the fact that he's in more than one story makes me feel a little bit queasy. Um, so, no. Mm. No? <laughs> in fact, I don't think I'm going to be buying any Doctor Who action figures ever again. To be fair. Is that, is that train sale for you? I just, I just... They don't release characters I care about. No. I want monsters, man. Oh, isn't it? I want monsters. I want the monsters. They're so cool. Like, when they are actually cool. Like, where's my Scovox Blitzer in five-inch scale? Doesn't exist. <laughs> Next question. This one is from yes. Ollie Everett. This was on the Twitter. Ollie says, How many Nymons have you seen today? And who are your ideal actors or actresses to play Doctor Who? Um, or as the Cybermen would call him. <laughs> the Doctor! <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Choice. Um, 
We've not destroy seen... him. <laughs> I regret to inform you that I've not seen any Naimons today. Um, have you seen any Naimons today? The seeing of Naimons is a human weakness the Cybermen have long left behind. Wait, you have a Naimon filter? Yes. <laughs> so, like, anti-Naimon glasses. Glasses are a human weakness the Cybermen have long left behind. What if, what, what if one of you is short-sighted? Short-sightedness is a human weakness the Cybermen have long left behind. What, what if, I mean, what if you just want to read a book? Reading is a human <laughs> weakness. <laughs> wow. They must have an exciting life. Um, and who would be it our... It is. Who <laughs> would be our... Ide- Excellent. Ideal uh, for those of you younger than uh, <laughs> twelve years old. Uh, that's what Cybermen are meant to sound like. Um, so, <laughs> and also they're meant to have cyber leaders with pregnancy. Just get these rigs in the ring modulator. All your monsters are something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, who are ideal actors to play Doctor Who? Uh, off the top of your head, just about one an actor you'd like to see play the part. Uh, I st- I still stand by my belief that I'd be interested to see Shua Telajufor's take on the Doctor. Specifically because of his performance in Kinky Boots. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to see his doctor walking around going, Sex isn't meant to be comfy! But like, <laughs> there's, there's something about his eccentricity <laughs> in that movie that makes me go, I'd be interested to see... His voice is amazing. So having him talk for 13 weeks in a row on my TV would make me really happy. Uh, also, I'm slightly curious, although I think, this, I think it's a bit too late now, I would have been slightly curious to have seen a Hugh Laurie doctor post-house. Mm. How about you? Mm. Eddie Izzard. Ooh, what Eddie Izzard? Current Eddie Izzard? Or late 90s Eddie Izzard? Will your doctor wear heels? Yes. Yes, bitch. Yeah, I got current Eddie Izzard in drag. Well, he's not in drag, is he? He's a transvestite. Um, so just, <laughs> yeah, wear women's clothes. Or, um, actually... Some good Asian actors. Got any good Asian actors who'd be a good, who'd good fit for the doctor? I mean, we've got plenty of good Asian actors. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he'd be a good fit for the doctor. Just trying to shake, thing, of, shake things up a bit and get yeah, rid of the whole got that sort of white British gent thing. Yeah. Get um, away from that. Because um, Idris Elba gets touted a lot, but I think, like, he's a bit. Idris Elba's brilliant. Yeah, but he's not got wrong. much levity to him. He's very serious and gravitas, which the Doctor needs, but he's also a bit of a lighter character, and he's a bit of a lighter touch. But I think... Um, black or Asian actors that would be that have that sort of lighter touch to really be able to bounce off it. Trip it. <laughs> Trip it. I mean, trippingly. Trippingly. Tripping. Oh, what a great word. Would the detours are simple. Would the, um, would the t- no, no, look at me. <laughs> look, would the detours are simple. Would the detours look, look, look at me. Simple. Would the are simple. The moment that arrives on Netflix, I'm gonna just. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I see what you mean. You just want to diversify the role. I want take to diversify the chance. the role, but I'm just trying to because. But then a lot of those actors from minority backgrounds get pigeonholed into sort of thuggish street stuff. Maybe it's just the stuff I'm watching that's the problem. But um, yeah, getting them into those roles and seeing what this, seeing what they can do beyond that. I guess if you're watching more theatre, then you get in a sense of that, because theatre's yeah. a lot better for that, but up here, where we're limited to TV, I just feel like a lot of them 
stuck in a rut of it. So I'm not sure I haven't I, I seen think... anything that can do I haven't seen anything stretched like that. I think I think it should just be whoever has seen an Imon today. Yeah. To be honest with whoever you. Whoever I I've not seen an Imon today, so it can't be me. Owen Smith, uh not that one. <laughs> on Twitter says, Are you more excited for class or the motion picture canine timequake? You know oh, about Jesus this. Jesus right? Christ. You know about this, right? I knew there was a canine movie. TV show. I didn't know no, there, there was a movie, movie coming up, separate oh. from the TV show, but from the same team. Oh, so it's another alternate continuity. Oh, no. No, the TV show is in Doctor Who continuity. It's just not one of the BBC shows, so it's not really looked at as a spin off. Uh, this movie. Do you know who the villain is? Omega. It's Omega. What the fuck? Omega is the villain. I didn't just guess that. Yes, you did. Omega is the villain of K9 Tanquake. But it's never Omega. Day! Um, oh, God. There's your endorsement. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's happening. Uh, I'm, I mean, to be honest, the one that I'd want to watch more would be K9 Timequake out of sheer baffled curiosity. Now, what the fuck even is that? Like, what? I'll show you the poster. What is a canine movie? Like, on its own with Omega as the villain and no doc. What the fuck is that? I will show you the poster artwork. That's insane. That's, that was the teaser poster that comes next year. Wow. And that is his design. Wow, that is ugly as sin. Yep. Uh, that was his design in the the TV series. Yeah, I've seen that. So that's the three designs of canine. Canine! Um, that is not an official picture, but that's a CGI Omega. Who's doing the voice? Uh, John Leeson. Oh, so he's still doing that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did him in the Australian one, too. Yeah. Um, so... Did he, do it, did he do an Australian canine? No. No, it's meant to be... It's it's, it's the original. It's canine Mac 1 on Earth. And he's upgraded himself. Um, and it's basically the Sarah Jane Adventures, but in Australia with canine and a eccentric uh, professory librarian-esque character and a group of kids. Uh, so basically, the moral of the story is just show the Sarah Jane Adventures instead. Um... It's part of the reason why K9 wasn't as heavily involved in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Is in the pilot, he pops up once more in series one. He's, I think, he shows up in the next time he shows up his wedding to Sarah Jane Smith, and then I think he shows up maybe one more time after that because the rights were owned by that Australian broadcaster at that point. Obviously, obviously they're owned by his creators, but they distribute him evenly where they need to. K9 has no creators; he simply is, <laughs> as we've seen. He simply is, what? even when you don't want him. What's that out there? You'll never fucking do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> no, you never fucking know the answer when it's important, do you? <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as for class, I couldn't give two shits. I, um, I'm not excited. I am more excited for my next bath yeah. than I am for either of those. <laughs> and I'm a shower guy. Yeah, exactly. And I'm more excited I for your sh- next bath. <laughs> I have showers every day and I don't really bathe. And I'm more excited for my next bath than I am for class <laughs> or K9 Timequake. And even though K9 Timequake existed before this tweet came in, and frankly, I'm upset <laughs> that I now know. I'm actually more upset about there being a K9 Timequake movie than I am by the next potential president of the United States being a Nazi. Oh my god, why are they doing that? What is that? Why did you tweet us? <laughs> I it just upset me. It's so gonna please be tweet us again, that was actually Please really do it as a good, yeah. good tweet. Um, it's gonna be huge. Oh um, god. And, and as for class I couldn't I just I don't care. Uh, mostly because they keep going, it's gonna be the new buffet. No, nothing it's will not. be the new buffet. Stop me. Jog if you, you might there's a new buffet, it's probably not gonna be the new buffet because Buffy wasn't the new anything. It was new and fresh. 
that's what made it so good. Yeah. So you can't just make something like Buffy and say, it's the new Buffy. It's not going to work because we've seen it already. But Peter Capaldi's going to be in episode one of this TV show that is definitely not for kids. I bet he's really excited about that. Uh, and also on Twitter, uh, Kiki, KP2206. Hey! Why did Christopher Eccleston leave and break my heart? Hashtag still not over it. Hashtag inconsolable. Hashtag ruined. Hashtag why God why? Um, because apparently someone up the chain was an arse. In his own off. words, in Christopher Eccleston's own words, it was very, very badly produced, apparently. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. He, was, he did an interview recently with an Australian... Uh, yeah, where he basically, he basically sort of hinted that it was... It, 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 was, it was a producer, no, but yeah. hinting, it hinted at who it could be. Um, the belief is it's not likely to be Russell because they got on so well and he did the series because of Russell. <laughs> yeah, because they worked together on the second coming. Um, he um, he got got on apparently very well with you, the gardener. So the, the the hint is it could be Phil Collinson, but I think it's higher. I think it's within BBC Worldwide and all that stuff, like yeah. within the whole. The people who were, you know, putting it out there and everything. Um, but either way, he said in that interview that he, he sort of wishes he did do a second series. It's just the circumstances made him not want to do it. Um, which makes me really sad. But at the same time, yeah, I'm still not over it. The world will never be over it. It'll never be the same. I will never forget. David who? No, we love David. David who? Um, we love David. That's not his name. His name is Doctor Who. Doctor who? What, sorry? Yeah, we're recording, right, we're recording right now. Can't you tell from the Cyberman being present? Say hello, Cyberman. Hello is a human weakness we have long since left behind. Do you have anything oh, left? Don't know. Yeah, that's Guest star Lucy, everyone. Hello. Just in time for the closing ceremony. Indeed he do. Best everyone was this ceremony, Chris. Everyone drop trow. Um, so We've gone yes. on far too long. Very nice. Thank you. Um, we've, gone, we've gone on longer than anyone should ever have to go on. Let's just end it right now. I, I don't want to misinter. I, I don't want people to misinterpret what I'm saying. I, I, I am saying we should kill ourselves. I don't have anything to hand, Christopher. <laughs> oh God! I, maybe we C- should just Cyberman. Tell us <laughs> what will be our salvation. The cyberization process will change you into a metal angel. I don't even think I don't think that's the thing, do you? We can't do endings. It's the best our marketing could do. <laughs> he's an intern, he's not getting paid. What are you saying? And we haven't given him a cyber brain yet. What is this? Don't judge us cost cutting measures. And on that note, pickdumbcontact at gmail.com um, at official CDJ on all social media at the Matty What? Excellent! Yeah, that's the one. And all social media, we will see you. We won't see you. You'll just hear us next time. Good day! Destroy him!